On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Nick puts Matt to work by having him interview the talented and creative at work more or less, a.k.a. Jason Young, by himself while he's out saving the galaxy from Ray Palpatine. Matt talks to Jason about his fandom and how Star Wars shaped his life. They also discuss Jason's favorite film, trilogy, and moments before diving into how Star Wars has influenced his career as a designer. Finally, they go over his toy photography resume while discussing tips, his first ever toy shot, and a few of his personal favorite pieces. He then breaks down three shots from the community that really stood out to him creatively. Cue that music. everybody, welcome back to a brand new and special episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Yes, we haven't been special very often in 2020. Nick and I have kind of stuck to just the prime time, but it's time to get back to the special topics. And why are we so special today? Well, I have a guest, a super special guest, in fact, someone that uh, I've kind of looked up to in the toy photography community since I started way back in 2016. He's someone you are all probably familiar with. He is... Uh, quite the ambassador in the community, and I am talking about the one, the only, work more or less, Mr. Jason Young. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. How are you, Matt? Awesome, man. It's great yeah. to have you on the show. I mean, I know you and I have kind of been IG friends for the past couple years. Yeah. Uh, through the community, which honestly is why I love the community so much, people like you, Zay, uh, nose rain, you know, you can just get in there, us amateurs, and talk to you pros and give us great tips. So, uh, I've I've really enjoyed watching what you do on Instagram as well as your uh, professional graphical design pursuits. So, uh, I've been wanting to get you on the show. We've been wanting to do more interviews in general. We've only done Sir Dork and then uh, Mr. Dominic Pace, who was in The Mandalorian. But we're committed to do a lot more of that in 2020, and you are our first victim. Oh, I'm ready, man. That's that's <laughs> uh that's kind of a hard couple guys to follow actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, we'll have some fun. Trust me. I, I'm I, excited. Yeah, like I you always, said, I always 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 enjoy getting a message from you in the DMs because you know, you're just a generally nice guy, at least on social media. Who knows yeah. you could be a dick in real life, but that's why I have we a should, feeling you are a <laughs> That's good why we guy. should never meet. That's why we should never meet in person. Exactly. Yeah. I I've only met one other oh, two actually and it's um trevor once yeah. a shooter and then pop senpai i think his name's lorenzo nice uh, just met them at this last star wars celebration but yeah you're right we should all just stay away from each other yeah that's probably Don't the get best, too many, best uh, thing to do for all of us yeah <laughs> toy photographers in one room at the same time although i have thought about one day it would be cool to somehow have some sort of massive toy photography expo you know? Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, like a Star Wars celebration, but for people like us. That would be absolutely amazing. And I th- honestly, I think if it was, if everybody was able to, if it was easily accessible, I think we'd have a pretty good turnout at this point. I mean, it just, you know. Oh, I do, I do too. I mean, I did, so. it really has. And, you know, I, I gave you some homework, Jason, and, and you sent yes, me sir. some of your first shots. And it really, it does seem that 2016 was the year that this hobby took off for a lot of us in terms yeah. of 
even just on the platform, because I, I started in 2016, I believe a bunch of other accounts that I like and follow started then too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe something was in the air. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, a lot of the guys that I know, it seems like it is, like you said, it's kind of the starts, the stories kind of start off the same, like they were influenced by a few guys. And then they're like, hey, I've got toys. Hey, I've got a camera. Or I've got my phone and start taking pictures. And like, oh, this is really fun. <laughs> and then yeah, I can three do years later. Too. Yeah, yeah. Three, four years later, we're like, oh, wow, this is this is like our main it's, source it's, of creative. Uh, like, oh, man, it is. It's insane to see how far everyone has come. I mean, you, myself, people like Richie. Zay, uh, mm-hmm. Jason B. Michael is a recent one that comes to mind. I mean, if you look at some of his stuff early February last year to what he's doing now, it's like, Jesus. Yeah. So a bunch that's, of talented people out there. But I, I think that's the, the other thing that uh, what's really great about the community is that I would say, generally speaking, everyone is open and willing to share uh, like techniques and, you know, people have questions. Like we're all really we're I think we're a really great community, pretty unique. And so the guys that are starting off now like they've got this really great wealth of knowledge to start with. So it just seems like they just keep it's like exploding out of the gates with great work and they just keep building on it and kind of start adding their own voice and um, kind of their own tone to it. It's, it's really cool. It's interesting. And also makes me like, okay, I got to start doing some new things. <laughs> oh, dude, trust me, the pressure's on. I mean, I, I brought up Jason because out of nowhere last year he started dming me and yeah. asking me tips i'm like why the hell would you be asking me tips like i, I you know I, I we all i think kind of self-hate our work a bit i i go over the top with that i mean yeah, at times I, I i question why i even do this shit but i was you know i was flattered he was asking me and just to see what he's he's turned into now with tips i've given him oh yeah i think he's working with zay other people richie it's like man these people can learn and they typically outdo their former masters, if you will. So that's yeah, that's what Yoda. That's what Yoda is preaching, right? There you go. That's right. TLJ. We're what they blast the trees. Well, speaking of Star Wars, man. I mean, we are going to talk toy photography, but I don't want to encroach on some other podcast bread and butter. I mean, after all, this is the Star Wars time show. So we want to learn more about Star Jason. There is. That's right. We'll <laughs> learn more about Jason as a Star Wars fan. You know, what, what type of fan is he? Is he leading the fandom menace? Does he love it all? We're, we're going to find out. So just to start off, man, just some quick bio stuff. All right, all right. If you, if you don't mind revealing it, I don't know if everyone knows where you live, yeah, uh, what fine. type of, of Star Wars uh, generation you are. You know, you're someone like me. Were you born in the 80s and you're yeah. kind of the OT? Are you more of a prequel guy? So where where you living these days? I currently, United States... Tulsa, Oklahoma, specifically Jinx, Oklahoma, basically a suburb of Tulsa. Uh, I've been here for quite a few years. <laughs> so, this is what I call home. So, um, it, so, was it work that got you down there or well, I grew born uh, there? So I grew up in Texas and then uh, moved here uh, kind of around eighth grade. So I've been, I've been in Oklahoma for, for quite a while. Um, yeah, stayed yeah. in state to go to school and then ended up just kind of coming back to Tulsa and started my family. I uh, got married. I've got three kiddos. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I currently am. Hey, that's right. You, you won a Star Wars fan award with the kids last I year. Or was it two years ago now making the video? Yeah. So, like so the retro video. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. So, so winning that award made having kids all worth it. 
So there you go. That's yeah, the only reason to have kids <laughs> is to get Star Wars recognition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, with that, uh, what you're speaking to, if people aren't familiar with it, because that was like a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't do it in 2019. So I, th- I think it was 2018 was the last yeah. time they did it. Yeah, probably. Probably so it wouldn't step over the 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 feet of um, Tross. But yes. anyway, yes. the um, so yeah, did kind of like this fake retro Kinner TV like Star Wars commercial. <laughs> it was classic. But, but you, at the time, that's when they revealed the um, kind of the newer. I'm sorry, the the 40th anniversary figures. Like the Han, the updated Leia, um, and some of those figures. So I used the the modern six inch black series, and then kind of <laughs> made this tongue in cheek like Kenner retro commercial. And my boys at the time, uh, I had I recorded their voices and had put those into the the track. <laughs> and then at the very end, like new from Kenner, <laughs> I did a little voiceover. It was fantastic. So. If I remember, I'll try to link to it in the postcast shell for this episode. Yeah, uh, I may try to do some new things with the podcast itself. We'll see, but nice. I, I think I might be able to start weaving in images and or video within the podcast audio itself. Oh, that'd be awesome! I got to do awesome. a little thinking on that. If anything, we always got the YouTube version for those of you that like pictures. That's true. Uh, so, uh, age—you don't have to give me your exact age—but w- would you say you were born during original trilogy era prequels, and obviously not the sequels? <laughs> I'll just tell you, I was born in 1981. So there you go. all right, yeah, so you're yeah, like yeah. me here. Exactly. So you're not quite 40 yet. I'm I'm hitting 40 July. I'm I'm celebrating with ESB. <laughs> uh, me and ESB turning 40 this year. Let hey, me tell you, good. it feels great. That's good. Yeah. So um, yeah, right between Empire and Return, it was when I was uh, I was brought into this world. So obviously, for someone of our our age and our wisdom and stature. Um, the the original trilogy is what we grew up on, and yeah, that's that's always going to have a certain. Uh, it, it's hard, you know, when you tie in kind of this nostalgia, versus strictly just looking at cinema for itself, like the movies, what they are. So, uh, I would say that's uh, prequels are okay. They're not my favorite. I kind of feel the same way as you do. Um, I <laughs> well, may be, <laughs> I may be a much bit. more diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I might Not be as little, unhinged as I get. Yeah, but it's, I love I love hearing uh, anytime you you start talking about. I'm, I'm getting stuff. better. You got to give. I'm I'm getting better because I did I did start to realize I was essentially sounding like the people we were making fun of on the, all the TLG <laughs> TLJ hate. Yeah, uh, it's like okay, dude. It's just you hate it. It's fine. There's no reason to tell people they're fucking stupid if they yeah. like it. So yeah. So I mean. But I th- you're still stupid if you like them. Sorry. <laughs> I, I can't let it go. At least not Revenge of the Sith. That one really rubs me the wrong way. It's, but we're not here to talk about my issues. That's true. Well, yeah, either way, um, there there are problems with all the films. We'll just put Anakin it that way. Anakin was fucked. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, like I have like PTSD over it, man. Yeah. His turn was so under undersold. It was not earned. Yeah, but it, I, I agree. But, you, you know, you have to really, if you're going to look at everything critically like that, you have to recognize and admit that all the films, every single one of them, they have some issues. So oh, damn, Skippy. I mean, look, know, let's be real. If you really look at the OT with a critical eye, they're, they're pretty sloppily made movies. The, the first one yeah. in particular, because he was working off his own budget, oh, essentially. 
uh, everyone there is like, who the fuck knows what this shit is, if it's even mm-hmm. going to work. And here we are 40 plus years later and he made about $4 billion off of his ideas. But yeah, yeah I mean, the, the old movies definitely have issues. Yeah. So uh, I just, I personally, as like a, a Star Wars fan, I, I just try to approach things a little bit more open-minded, knowing there's going to be stuff that, that bothers me or I think could have been done better. But um, just kind of take it for what it is. I mean, I just love that we're, you know, because that, that kind of dark, <laughs> the dark age when we didn't have any Star Wars content. Um, yes. You know, that's what I've been screaming. I'm like, hey, right? whether you like Disney or not, they're at least giving us content. The maker was willing to yeah. sit on it because of how mean we were to him during the prequels. Exactly. It's so he funny was like, fuck you guys. It's mine. I'm done. Yeah. I remember. And this is funny because it kind of ties back into like toys and stuff. But I, I collected the um, action fleet, like the ships, the micro machine ships. Oh, how so yeah, they had, me too. Yeah, the yeah. little guys that could fit in the ships, and they're probably like, you know, six to seven inches, like as far as like the size of the ship. So yeah. nice detail and all that stuff, and the, the little micro machine, micro machine figures could like go inside and sit down. And when I was pulling that some of that stuff out from, uh, you know, my parents' house and showing my my younger boys at the time. I was like, man, this stinks because you can't, there's no Star Wars toys that are on shelves. And I would really love to have like some other vehicles. And that was about the time when they started talking about bringing it back in, in The Force Awakens. And now it's like, we've got Star Wars toys everywhere. Five below. Yeah, we just don't have any <laughs> freaking toy stores left. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're left to scour the Walmarts and Targets of the world. And yep. depending on where you live, they could be completely barren of Star Wars toys. That's, that's very true. So at the time... That's a bummer. I'm, yeah, at the time... We've all shifted to online buying, which isn't quite the experience yeah. I, I think we all used to love as collectors. The hunt used to be my I agree. favorite thing. I agree. So at the time, with, with not having any Star Wars, and then with... Uh, you know, Disney buying it and then kind of just rebooting. I'm like, man, whatever you guys create, it's just fun. It's just fun to have yeah. Star Wars yeah. stuff. Um, and well, I good. like so you're, new uh, Jason stuff. is confirmed sane. We we can mark <laughs> him as confirmed sane. At least by you guys, we'll see. I don't. I, don't know. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm a little bit too, uh, <laughs> like maybe too, like you said, diplomatic uh, with how I approach things for some people, but. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just like it. It's fun. I love Star Wars. Yeah, I'm with you. So, you're clearly a fan. Do you, how far back does the fandom go? I mean, for me, it's it's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm a normal person. I can function in society, but I've yeah. been diehard Star Wars since my first memories. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's probably here. from my father, stuff like that, bonding, whatever the hell you want to call it. But yeah. So how about you? I mean, is this something that's just always been a part of you, this Star Wars stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember, um, I think Return of the Jedi, like that was, that was the first film that I just remember. Like when I think back of the different instances, like my dad would, would, I mean, I think everybody's dad at that point when we had VHS, um, decks and stuff would record uh, movies and stuff of like HBO or when movies are on TV. Hell yeah. So I, I, I remember just having those VHS tapes that my dad would record. And I just remember Return of the Jedi being kind of the first, in a sense, like my first uh, memory with Star Wars. Uh, I think the whole, you know, Luke with the green saber, um, you know the the sail barge, like all that stuff was just so much, so much fun, and 
yeah, from as as long as I can remember, I've 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 enjoyed Star Wars, and like my brother and I, he's six years younger. Um, he and I would, you know, build in a sense, kind of like cosplay, like Halloween costumes and scratch build, uh, like helmets and things forefathers like that. of another movement right here. Yeah, dude, it's he, uh, he's the king of Digirama, and now he started <laughs> cosplaying. <laughs> I can't I can't claim that unfortunately, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always been something we've loved and. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of been up and down. We've loved a bunch. I've loved a bunch of different IPs too, but Star Wars is the one that just always comes back and it's so it always sticks. Yeah. yeah it's I'm, all, it's I'm, like I'm a Jedi fan myself. I mean, yeah. obviously the, the age thing I think plays in and, true. and I know for a fact that my dad took me to see it in a theater when I was three. I mean, obviously <laughs> I'm only, I get like, you know, as humans, we don't remember much at the, those right. ages as we get older, but you will get like a memory flash here or there. Yeah. I'm sure that's not the scientific term. Maybe it's from drug use. I don't know, but <laughs> I get like flashes. I remember sitting there and seeing, you know, the, the shuttle Vader shuttle approaching the yeah. death star right at the opening. I mean, that, that movie is, it's my favorite. I don't give a fuck. I love the Ewoks. I love it all. But really, that movie sells it for me. And I've talked about this on, on the primetime. Yeah. The, the confrontation between father and son at the end, that, that is the best Star Wars out there. Yeah. That's... No, nothing better when Luke catches himself going a little too far and, and, mm-hmm. and realizing that, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't need the dark side. I beat it. I am a Jedi. Eat yeah. my dick, Emperor. Love it. <laughs> That's perfect. You you, you summed it all. That's up. That's basically what he said, right? I mean, <laughs> I think so. I think it's it that's a direct quote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's I mean, in the uh, extended cut. Yeah. The uh, Return of the Jedi just has a, a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it, it's so much so much action with that one too, and so many different worlds and the Ewoks at the time. They're just like, yeah, it's just. Is like you said that that green lightsaber. That is another thing that just catches your eye. You're like, yeah. oh shit! Look what he did. Yeah. And just the way he built it. I mean, it, it, you can tell it's fashioned after Obi Wan mostly in terms mm-hmm. of the hilt. Mm-hmm. But there is a little element of of his Skywalker heritage in there too. Yeah. Uh, that it's is a lightsaber. Stuff. I wish we would have got to see one more time on screen for sure. Yeah. Well, did we see it? I'm in... sure old man Luke tossed in the fucking lake like he did everything else. Oh, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you, do you uh, remember what started your fandom, Jason? Or is it just like hmm. me? You just. It just kind of was always like you there. were born into the force and that's it. I think so. I think so. Um, it was just kind of available for me to, to watch. Like I said, having those like old VHS copies and. Um, I, I honestly I didn't really have many of the action figures. I remember my neighbors having. Okay, a, a so ton your of your them. dad was not a collector then, because I I have no. this obsession with collecting plastic shit because yeah. of my own father. Now my entire basement, crawl spaces, everything are taken up by his old collection, my collection, and who knows? I'm sure I'll spread the disease to my own daughter. To where we're gonna have to buy another fucking house just to keep all the Star Wars shit in. But but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, no, my my dad I and mean, he he's a collector of other things, but not of like strictly Star Wars toys. Um, so but mostly like he he loves like buses and like transportation vehicles. So I mean, Got as you. far as like collecting, yes. So he loves like all that stuff and had like a bunch of little models. And so as an artist, you know, kind of at the time, even when I was young, before I picked up this as a career, uh, just kind of having that creative 
mindset, seeing all those models and seeing something that's supposed to be gigantic, you know, shrunk down to something you put on your desk, like that's pretty fascinating to me. Um, so, I mean, in a sense, I would say yes, as far as the collecting side, um, but more for not not for, for like Star Wars. Um, so, I, but I would go to my friends' houses and they would have like pretty much every one, uh, and they would have older brothers who had been collecting since before. There you go. Oh, yeah, so you're getting some of the good old Kenner shit, the good yeah, three and three quarter inch, yeah, four points of articulation. Yep. <laughs> and and what's crazy with that stuff is that you you were able to use your imagination to look beyond. Like there's only five points of articulation, but it was really about building this world in your in your in your mind. Oh, yeah. And just you know, just playing, and throwing jamming them, all them into their little yeah, cockpits man. and running around like woo, pew, 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 exactly. Pew. You know, and having Making the having the large vehicles like the ATAT or ADAT, however you want to say it. Uh, I, I still do all this, by the way. I mean, yeah. let's let's be real. It's not like <laughs> I ever quit doing the pew pews and the view views. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're not alone, man. You're not alone. Yeah, now now it's just I'm doing it, and it looks like I'm trying to be artistic, but I'm still sitting there in my head like, yeah, yeah, Obi Wan would be doing this, and then he falls over, and that's when I'm like, you motherfucker, stand back up, and we know how that goes. So. Oh yeah, uh, you're, you're definitely well. a smarter man for doing most of your photography indoors. I can tell you that. Makes it easier, man. It really does. It sure as hell does, oh. dude. In some respects, I should say, it makes it easier. But. Oh man, I I saw Jesse, everything Kylo. I mean, he built that beautiful. Uh, you know, most icely like diorama, yeah. the motherfucker already snapped in half, and I bet it was because he was outside in wind or something. Yeah, that's just heartbreaking. Yeah, but he told hey. me he told me everything was good though. He's like, it, it adds character, so he's able to <laughs> fix it. Like, well, I, I love Jesse, man. He's fantastic he's awesome. guy. Yeah, he really is. Um, I, I think I, I know one of these answers, but but kind of back to the Star Wars thing. What is your favorite film? Is it is it Jedi, or did some of these newer ones like Rogue One unseat that? Yeah. Um, again, each one of them kind of has their own little special place. Uh, but honestly, man, I Rogue One is probably no, it is. I've said this before, and I stand by it. Rogue One's my favorite Star Wars movie. There you go. So that's. And it's, it, I don't know, there's just something about it. It captures everything I love, the nostalgia from the original trilogy. But I'm just, I, I really am impressed that they were able to do it without having Jedi in the movie. And I know right. that's a, a big part of the, the story, but the human spirit and not having these uh, crazy force powers that you can rely on, but just a bunch of guys and you know, people who believe in this, this cause coming together and making it happen. Like, that's what I think is great. Uh, and awesome Not to mention the, the baddest-ass Vader scene ever featured on screen. Right? Oh, my I gosh. Mean, yeah, absolutely. They and could then, just play that on loop, and I'd go back and pay for a theater ticket to watch that. That's so good. I really also, want, That's all I, you need Yeah, I was gonna say, to, I want to go to here. Disney and be like, hey, Bob, let's go. Cut yeah. me a fucking check. Let, let me make a Vader standalone. At mm. least... Yeah. One movie. We need one Vader movie, please. Yeah, that'd be Thank pretty you. awesome, man. Or even a series. On yeah, Disney hey, Plus. I don't want to get greedy, Jason. You know, <laughs> I mean, these days Bob can't seem to figure out this juggernaut, which can literally print money if you do it right. But you know, they they, they don't know what's going on anymore. We I don't even know what's going to happen in twenty two in terms of movies. It looks like yeah. TV's the way to go. But follow up to your Rogue One. 
I'm assuming you're pretty excited about the Cassian series then, because I would assume it would kind of be the same tone, focus on the, the human struggle, the heroes, yeah. that type of stuff, and not the wizards. Yeah, I, I love that. I think the other thing about Rogue One is that uh, it just expanded the universe or expanded the worlds. You know what I mean? So something you're familiar with, but seeing more. You're, you're walking into uh, this town, but you're walking around the corner, you know, away from the cantina, and you're seeing what else is there and like these alleyways and stuff. That's kind of the, the feel I get with it. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the I, rebels kill people. You know, you see right yeah. right when it starts, Cassian assassinates a dude just because he doesn't want him to get caught by the, the Empire. So. Yeah, like all these decisions that you have to make and, you know, you're weighing like the best of the worst decision, um, the best of bad decisions, right? Uh, but, man, I really would love to see, yes, Cassian's going to be awesome, I think, especially if everything goes as they're planning uh, with, you know, same actors and stuff. But I really would love to see Gareth Edwards have another crack at something, you know. He got he got fucked, dude. I know it's... he got jerked around. Then that Tony Gilroy dickhead, like the shit he said. I mean that that guy. And I think Tony's the one doing Cassie and Andor, believe it or not. Oh really? But he came in. He's like, yeah, I fucking hate Star Wars, but I fixed this shit. I'm awesome. I'm Tony. I mean, that, that's more or less his interview. Ugh. Uh, he's like, yeah, I was the one who came up with the Vader idea and this and that and this and Gareth's an idiot. But I, I'm with you. I, I like Gareth. I mean, his movies hasn't haven't been perfect, but the dude's got a vision. Yeah, he's got. And the I like tone. the way he tells stories. Man, yeah, it, he he did a great job. So, I I love Rogue One. I think the Star Wars stories are actually fun. Right, I think Solo well, was, dude, a, was huge, a fun huge movie. Solo fan. That's yeah. another one Bob screwed for for us because released it too early out of fear of screwing over Mary Poppins. Yeah, it was too soon after the the wound of TLJ for certain people. I don't it's know. Just unfortunate. Who knows? Who knows? But, it's all yeah. Now, now you get me depressed. I, but I you know today what? Today was going to be happy and but positive. But they're still they're still there, and we can stream them whenever we want. So there you go. There you I, go. I I love them. Those are the ones I will go to and pop in, or push play on, I guess. When I say pop in, it makes me sound like I was born in 1981. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Taking it back to the 80s. Yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm also glad we have Disney Plus just for streaming, and a lot of them are like 4K. Um, so I'm good, Oh, man. dude, speaking of, how impressive are, are the 4K upgrades on, on the originals and even the prequels? From what I've seen, they look amazing uh, so I've, i don't know i mean yeah if you haven't watched one yet on like a high end whatever you got at home if you got yeah. a nice tv the atmos sound it's it's amazing what they did in terms of the clarity for those movies that are 40 plus years old for the first you know for a new hope right 40 for esb uh, 37 at this point for jedi i mean they they look fantastic clarity wise the prequels it's like they bumped up the brilliance or vibrance or something because it just looked those look good too. They're, yeah, it doesn't make the content any better, but they they look <laughs> damn crispy. <laughs> yeah, that's the next thing on my kind of the the list of hardware that I want to purchase. It's just a really really solid 4K TV, mostly so I can stream stuff at 4K like Mandalorian. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's enough of these platforms have caught on. They're 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 doing the 4K the Atmos, so it, it's time. Yeah. It's time to do it, buddy. You can do it. And it's these exciting. days, you can get a badass one for well under a grand that's yeah. massive, so. Yeah, that's that's awesome too. It'd make a good Digirama Digirama movie screen type. I might need to get two, honestly. Expense it. There you go. Expense yeah. it. 
Oh, yeah, I know I you, you probably work for yourself, so you do those expense reports. Absolutely. You know. While we're talking favorites, trilogy, now that, now that they've all been completed, are you a, a, you know, the, the age of rebellion, the age of the republic, or age of resistance? Uh, gotta, go, gotta go rebellion. If we're looking at them as a trilogy, right. I, I like that. Because it, in a sense, I feel like the original trilogy can kind of stand alone. Whereas the sequel trilogy, it's leading to the original, and then the, um, I'm sorry, the prequel trilogy is leading to the original, right. and the sequel is trying to take what was there and make more like an extension of it. So, yeah, original trilogy all the way. Good, smart man. Smart yeah, man. It, it really. Let, let's be real. I know some of you that were born in the '90s. You really love your prequels, but if you really want to break things down in terms of narrative cinema visuals acting it the ot is the best as jason said he's right so and then i'd probably go the sequel same here and then our buddies down the prequels yeah i'm with you on that for sure all right good guy well we can keep talking that's right we still be friends (laughs) and still not meet in person Favorite, favorite character. character. Oh, okay. out of any, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be movies. Could be animated comics, whatever figures. Yeah, it's so tough now because there are so many characters, and I think there's so many really great and written characters. Um, I love K two. Ooh, that's a that's a very interesting choice. I like that one. I love uh, that. My, he man, I mean, it's easy to say. Yeah, originally it would have been Boba Fett, just because he looks he looks awesome. I love Boba Fett. Right. But now you've got Mando. He's unseated Boba Fett for me. You've you've Good been man. able to with with Mando because of the format, you actually get to know him so much better than anything anyone else in the movies because they just just because you're limited on time. So that's the great thing about the streaming service and having you know multi chapter. Uh, series, hundred oh, percent. So that that's great. I mean, shoot, IG Eleven, he's amazing. Uh, there's there's so many really good ones. It's, it's hard, isn't it, man? It to really pick a, is to pick a true favorite. It is. I think I think I like K two, and this is funny. I wouldn't have this. This was just kind of on the spot. K two, I love because of the the character design is beautiful. Love that. I've got the Hot Toys version, and it's fantastic. I want like a one-to-one. Also. How tall is that thing? The hot like, toys. I think he's 14 inches. So he's, he's probably up there with like the Chewbacca hot toys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, um, and it's like die cast metal. So it actually will, he'll stand on his own. Ooh. So it's probably got some weight to it, huh? It does. And so, um, I would just, the, the design, I know Doug Chang, he's, he's just been, he's a master, right? He's been doing the, a lot of the concepting and stuff for years and years. At least since the prequel, he was the, like the lead. He still he wasn't where he is now, but I think he was like the lead concept artist on the prequels, and that's where he built himself up within Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to remember. I don't know if he. I don't know. In the end, I've got the book. I don't remember who kind of came up with the the, the final kind of K two model um, character design. But either way, like it just looks great. It's a nice kind of uh, mashup of different droids we've seen. But it's completely unique, and also Alan Tudyk just brought it to life. 
and gave him so much character. I love how snarky he is. He's funny. Oh yeah, his personality was was excellent. One, one of the more memorable droids in Star Wars land. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely, and most likable, I would say. So I think I think I'll say K two. K two. Did, did you rad. shed a tear for him with a sacrifice? I was, yeah, I was sad when he died, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a poignant moment. Yeah, it was a little. <laughs> I think tearjerker. It kicked in the balls a bit. I think going into uh, Rogue One, though, you kind of are like, okay, this is like the Titanic. Everybody's got to die, <laughs> or they got to oh, yeah, go hide yeah, out yeah. or something. You, you knew it was coming, but it was still it was a it was kind of a genuine moment because of yeah. the rocky relationship he and Jin had throughout. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, I mean, he sacrifices himself for her her mission and obviously his his buddy. But yeah. And he did it like a boss. I mean, literally, he's taking him out and uh, mm-hmm. to his last circuit, yeah. blasting stormtroopers, and he gets capped in the head and see you. Yeah. But hey, such he's a, coming back. We get to see him again in Cassian. Yes, that's another thing. Another reason why I'm excited about um, the Cassian series. So, K2. Right, do you have a, a standout moment from the franchise? Again, it could be any of the trilogies, animated, one-off movies. Is there a moment that... You know, for me, clearly it's the Luke versus Vader and Jedi type of deal. But do you yeah. have one that you kind of think back to and be like, yeah, this is why I love this franchise so much? Yeah, I think one thing, and I know this has yeah, always been a point of contention since it came out, but um, The Last Jedi, I, I also think that was a really well done film. So people can hate me, whatever. I like I'm it. I'm with you, dude. It, I, I enjoy TLJ. I, I yeah. think it's. It's stupid that you and I have to qualify ourselves. Like, eh, don't fucking hate me if I like something. In the end, people, we're all different. That's what opinions are meant to be. Yeah, and I think I think more people like it than we we think. But the the whole S- Snoke in in that movie, not Snoke in Force Awakens, but Snoke in the Last Jedi, the Snoke and Kylo and Rey relationship was really fascinating. I mean, Snoke himself was done so well by Andy Serkis. It Love that guy. It was inc- it was just incredible. I, I will go back and I'll just watch the throne room scenes with Snoke and, and Kylo and Rey. In the battle, of course, it's funny, I just saw, I love that that battle when they, they go crazy, they team up and they take out all the Praetorians and take out Snoke and all that. But it's, I just saw on Instagram, somebody broke it down and was just looking at it critically, like, the choreography and you've got Praetorians like waiting in the background or dropping their weapons before they I can say it's probably my stunt buddy friend him. He actually went on Corridor Crew. They're a fairly popular YouTube channel. Maybe. And he breaks down stunt sequences and this was one of them and, and he's pretty much said it's god awful from a stunt <laughs> standpoint. Like it's right. pathetic. But when you were in the theater and that whole thing turned, you know like what is about to happen? Yeah, I wasn't looking at dudes missing shots and shit and Ray swinging in the air. I don't give a fuck. I was the like, chorus. yeah. Yeah. At first, so I was like, holy shit. He just turned on Snoke, right? Yeah. And yeah. then, because like, my, my mind was fried right after that, so I wasn't paying attention to details, but I was like, hey, this looks kind of neat. But yeah, if you if you watch it now with that lens, you're like, okay, these guys yeah. are a little wonky. But I mean, you can do that with a bunch of, I mean, anytime there's like stunt sequences, Usually, you can I mean, do everyone that. Right. that loves the prequels that tries to tell me the Obi Wan Kenobi Anakin sword fight is amazing. I mean, watch that shit. They sit there and wave light sticks at each other like they're at a rave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, they have one scene where they're just twirling their sabers at each other, like, yeah, like what the fuck's going on here? What yeah, I wasn't quite sure about that. What is this? 
<laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so that yeah, I would is, say but... that would that moment in that film was one that really caught me by surprise. Yeah, it was a shock. Yeah, and I I, I enjoy going back and watching that whole that kind of that whole scene. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so you know we wouldn't be Star Wars fans if we didn't try to get negative. Do, are, are there any of the films or animated series that might not have sat with you too well? I like eh, that could have been yeah. better, or I hated this. Yeah, I, I would say as far as uh, animated series, I really enjoyed Rebels. That was cool to to have that um, you know several several seasons of just kind of I hate to say filler, but just more story and more characters that were new. And also doing it away with animation versus having to, you know, at the time we didn't know we were going to get Disney Plus. Um, so seeing more animated content outside of Clone Wars, uh, I enjoyed. So there, again, take it for what it is. It's a kid's show. Um, there are some things that I particularly like, eh, the characters are okay. There's some that are much stronger than others. So Rebels I enjoyed. Resistance, not as big. It, it didn't catch me as much as Rebels did. Uh, oh, and maybe, poor Kaz. Yeah, Kaz is fun. He's a fine. He's a fine character. And he's a different type of Star Wars it, here, as Nick and yeah. I tried to explain. And it, it, you broke. I mean, I love watching you, you guys break it down because it gave me a better appreciation instead. Because it's easy to just, if you're not gelling with something, it's easy just to write it off and like, okay, uh, yeah, I don't want to spend my time there. But to hear you guys break it down, you know, share the Easter eggs. It made it more fun to continue through the show. And just see what else was coming, and you know the nods to what it was leading to, and Force Awakens. Like I like the connective tissue in some of that extra content. So, resistance resistance was okay, but some of the dialogue just felt a little. It was okay. It wasn't oh, my yeah, favorite. Trust me, there, there was episodes where my eyes my eyes were rolling. Like what? Yeah, what? yeah. Were, but we're again, going to like hang out with birds to dig a hole. Yeah, but they have to. I mean, they they know their audience. I mean. Oh, I know. It was funny because someone on YouTube uh, reminded me that he's like, dude, it's a fucking show for kids. Of course, they're <laughs> yeah. going to like teach life lessons and stuff <laughs> because I'm all like, damn it. We need more lore and narrative and we got to right. build the, the world out. This so it ties into live action. He's like, chill out, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah so, you're right. <laughs> you're fucking right. Yeah. Those are those are those are fine. I I enjoyed the anime. I mean, I do animation. I do design. So I, I enjoy watching, like, just seeing the aesthetic of what's on yeah. screen, the visuals. I, I really love that. And also the, the, the animation itself. Uh, do, did I, you, do you like what they, the, the style they opted for resistance? Or do you like the more, I guess, computer-generated look that they use on Clone Wars and Rebels? Hmm. I would say resistance feels, if you were going to really simplify it, it feels glossy. And Rebels and... Clone Wars feels matte as yeah. far as like the finish. I got you 100%. So yeah. as far as like the, the, the way they do the, the lighting, the models, uh, less like specular, uh, you know, reflective for the, the Rebels and Clone Wars. And, but I think that the shading and stuff for Resistance is, is very cool and unique. It's almost like uh, it reminded me of the Disney show, if you have kids, you might know, but Handy Manny. Did you ever see that? Well, I haven't made it there yet. I, I we're okay. on Sophia the First is the big, okay. the, the big addiction right now. So so Handy Manny is basically 
Uh, Handy Manny. Handy Manny. Yeah. And so he's a he's a fix it guy. And so he goes around his neighborhood and fix things. And he's his toolbox. (laughs) All of his tools like can talk and they've got it's it's a fun show, but um, kind of. Not, I'm over explaining this, but the the shading style. And no, I love done, it. I'm, I'm going to go look up Handy Mandy after yeah, this. It was it was done a while, like years ago, maybe even ten years ago. But the style was very very reminiscent. Um, the shadows are well, really. While beautiful. we're on animated styles, did you watch yeah. any of those Star Wars Galaxy of Adventure shorts that were kind of in that oh anime ish? Yes. Isn't I, it a shame they just dried up? I mean, there the initial plan was to run those all the way to the launch of Tross, but yeah. something happened, and bam, they just turned that faucet off, and we didn't get any more. But those are gorgeous. To me, those are some of the greatest collection of Star Wars short animated stories I've ever. I love that. that I think that anime over the top style manga, yeah. whatever the hell you want to call it, works so well for telling those Star Wars shorts. Yeah, I, I those were. Uh, I think what works with those is that they are very short. I mean, they are shorts. So you can punk, punch an action like that's just constantly moving at this really, really fast clip. So the action just feels so dynamic. And kind of doing it in that style lends itself to opening up to characterization of the scenes or the characters or, you know, accentuating the, the choreography in a sense. It just punching it to 11 and I, I love that style. It would be really interesting to see if they could do a 24 minute show in that style in what that would look like. I think that would be awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I was calling for, Hey, let's just do shortened versions of the movies like that. Yeah. Give me 30 minutes of a, a cliff notes cut using that type of stuff. But that would be freaking rad. Clearly someone pulled the plug on that. I'm sure they weren't making enough money to justify whoever they were ripping off to animate it. So, <laughs> that's been pulled and now we're just getting this in five minutes recaps these days from star wars kids and that that channel i thought started strong with the right ideas and yeah it did it just is pissed it all away at this point maybe it's also just kind of a test market really you know just to see what people would would bite so yeah and and if you'd read some of the comments obviously it's troll nation out there oh fuck it more stupid Star Wars anime. Go back to working on this. Get rid of women. Blah blah blah. Yeah. All the dumb nonsense these idiots Ugh. feel they need to spew on on comments and social media. That's the worst. It's just a bummer. All right, so kind of leading into the hobby that you and I enjoy, Jason. I mean, yes, sir. Do you feel your Star Wars fandom contributed to you becoming the? I don't even want to say toy photographer you are because you are, to me, you are a a complete artist. As you said, you you do animation, you do fucking like marketing design. I mean, you do all sorts (laughs) of shit that a lot of us don't even see uh, because, you know, you have your your other account. But do do you feel just getting into this this type of stuff where when you're a kid, you might have been daydreaming about Star Wars or pretending, playing, did that lead into kind of who you are as an adult and what you do for a living and obviously what you do in your spare time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I've always, like I kind of said before, growing up, I'd always be, you know, be on the floor, like drawing uh, with markers on, you know, it was always like this creative uh, nature inside yeah, me. You can do it all, right? I mean, you can draw, paint, I like to think so. animate, shoot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm able to do that. And what's great is that those have become marketable skills that I can use for my day job and 
have my own clients. And now, do, do you just right, do you work for yourself, and I do. you just go out and freelance? I do. So um, this will be August of this year. Will be six years of owning my own business and doing that full time. So Invisible Fucking Element a. is my company. So there you go. Yeah, Invisible Element. Hit it Invisible up. Element. Give him searches. He also has an IG for that. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, going back to, I've always been creative. And even with, so my brother and I, even though we were six years apart, I would say uh, Star Wars was something that we both kind of latched onto and enjoyed playing with, uh, you know, the Power of the Force toys together. We actually, when, like during the summers, so my parents were both at work. And during the summers, we would get together with some of our, our friends that are the same age. And we would we actually, for I would say one or two good summers, we would make our own little short films, like stop stop motion films, with our little handy cam camcorder, and all these figures that we. It's amassed. been in your blood. It's in your DNA to create, dude. It really yeah. is. I, I unfortunately did not <laughs> realize that I like being artistic until I was probably about thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I just started with writing, blogging, reviewing websites, and then got into the toy stuff, probably around when you did. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm always uh, envious of those of you that had that artistic call early on because it mm. really is a great way to express yourself, what you like, maybe just kind of lose yourself in the hobby for a yeah. bit. So. Now, now, if, if you're going to tell me you can also play instruments and program, <laughs> I'm just going to go home and never try to do anything again. Uh, well, I can play guitar, but oh I, Jesus, I you you, I you were program. gifted one of the most artistic brains ever. Then, my friend, I just like a lot of different things. You were I mean, wired. I, I, you know, I'm a I'm a professor in my in my real life. That's how yeah. I actually pay the bills, not with this dumb shit podcast. <laughs> but uh, I always tell my students, I'm like, listen, I'm not a programmer, even though I'm in computer science, because right. programming to me is something. You are born with just like the ability mm-hmm. to draw lifelike looking stuff yeah. or paint or play music like it's just an extension of your appendages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you, you've really you hit the lottery on that, my friend. Good for <laughs> you. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. you've put your time. I'm, I'm not discounting all that uh, man hours you've invested in all this. stuff. Sure. But I think you'd agree that you were naturally inclined for a lot of this. Yeah, and I mean, part of that came from, uh, you know, my my parents being, they were music, musicians, and my grandparents are ah, artists okay, musicians. there it so, is. So it is all yeah, DNA. Yeah. So very I feel, nice. I feel very blessed, and like I said, that I'm able to do this as a, I mean, the art side, the creative side, uh, creative services. Like, I'm able to do that, and that's my job. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't complain about anything. It's, it's oh, That's amazing. fantastic. Yeah. I, I kind of I, I like where I'm at too in my life. I, I started in corporate America, which was just a nightmare. Yeah, uh, I've been doing the the professor thing for almost ten years now, and it, the the way that schedule runs, it's it's similar to what you have. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. I, I'm committed to office hours, and if I teach in class, sure. I have to show up with clothes on. But I pretty much set my own schedule. We get nine plus weeks off. It's awesome. Uh, you know, I can work at night. I can work in the morning. I can piss around during the day. Yep. And it does it when when you have that type of structure, that type of job. It, I think it allows you. It promotes mm-hmm. being more creative, uh, paying Absolutely. a little more attention to your hobbies, making yourself uh, a little more uh, healthy up in the head by just being happy doing stuff you want to do. Yeah, I think it's also important for. 
I mean, even if you are working like a nine to five, it is important to set that side of time, right? Set, set that time aside so you can really just focus on doing the things that you're passionate about. I, I think being able to, like you were talking about, being able to have the ability to move time around during the day and work on client work. All right, we're right now. We're recording in the morning on Friday and we're, you know, most people are at work. Yeah, I'm stealing Jason's time right now. He could be making (laughs) fat cash, but he's talking to my dumb ass. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Always, man. Um, (laughs) No, but to be able to to, like move the the time around, uh, I think for the creative mind, if I'm just sitting at a desk trying to produce, 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 then it just becomes so much more difficult. And also when I get home or let's say when I was working my nine to five, I came home, I was tired and... I kind of expended all my creative energy. And so wanting to do something for myself, you had to keep pushing forward. And sometimes it was extra client work or like my own personal freelance client work I had to do at night. Or if it, you know, kind of started into shooting or whatever it might have been, like it's just much more difficult. So I feel like I've got more time now that I can own to for myself during the day. But also uh, when I sit down to work on my client work, I can be very disciplined and knock things out, you know, more efficiently. So yeah. it's it's been a blessing, man. You you youngins out there, you listen to us old guys. We've we've been through it. <laughs> Trust me. That it's that true. that adage that you hear from your parents and grandparents about if you're, you know, not happy uh, doing what you're doing at work, it's gonna inf- affect the rest of your life and yeah, it does. potentially ruin it. It does. It does. Yeah. I mean, that's why when I was talking to, to Jason here about when I realized I could be creative. It was when I resigned my position from corporate America at 30, mm-hmm. you know, 29, 30 years old. And that's when I was like, holy shit, there is there is more to life than just trying to get the next promo or the next uh, variable in your yeah. salary. And and that's why I kind of slowed down and got back to like, you know, what, what do I like to do? What makes me happy? Being exactly. a geek, talking about geeky stuff, video games, movies, Star Wars. And here we go 10 years later, two sites and two dumb podcasts and... Um, having a good time. So. Yeah, and it's awesome. But let's I mean, get into your 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 toy photography, man. Yeah. Twenty sixteen is when you started. That I think we've established that, or were you February, dabbling prior? Yeah, looking back at the first photo that I posted, February 9th, two thousand sixteen. All right, that was first. Yeah, we'll, first we'll get to that one. Yeah. I just want to because it was fun seeing that shot. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of when you shoot, would you say? Black Series is your your favorite line, or is there one that maybe you don't shoot as much that mm. you actually prefer more than Black Series, or are you Black Series 100%? Uh, I would say, and not just because this is a Star Wars time show, but Black Series is really my kind of the bread and butter. That's what got me into toy photography. Um, just seeing how people were taking those figures and shooting them it was really fascinating, and then I said, "Hey, I've got a, I've got a handful of these. Like my first ones were Darth Maul, well, Boba Fett, the original Boba Fett, the white Boba Fett, and I think Darth Maul might have been my first. Yeah, I think those were so my first. Were, black did, series were, figures. did you start collecting Black Series when the line launched with the was, yeah. was the orange and black boxes, and then the blue and black? Pretty pretty soon after, uh, I saw. I remember seeing them in the store. But at the time, like I didn't really have as much extra money I could just throw around. 
Oh yeah. So at the yeah. time, like twenty dollars for a figure, like oh that's really cool, but I I can't do that. <laughs> I, I missed all this shit, dude. I was still in like my Star Wars yeah. uh, moratorium period after the prequels, and yep. I just kind of blanked out on all of it, missed it all, and then saw what you people were doing. It's like oh I want to try, and yeah. then you go back and look for the figures. They're eighty dollars, ninety dollars, a hundred dollars exactly. on eBay. Luckily. Hasbro's doing that archive shit now, but yeah, yeah. So uh, that I that's regret I, missing those those first runs. Yeah, that's where I started with the the Black Series figures, and it was just easy because I had kind of a, at that time at 2016, I had kind of started amassing multiple figures and kind of going back through the line and buying them when I could. So I I still have some toys, but they're more like designer toys, uh, less action figures, unless they're like uh, stuff that my boys had in their rooms. So black series is really what kind of kickstarted the, the count. And most, I would probably say 80, 80, 90% of my shots are star Wars themed. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what initiated it. And I've been doing and continue to do like I do my uh, weekly C3P bros shots with, uh, Sweet Picks, Spencer, and Black Series. Hey, you guys, you guys took like a month off or so there over the holidays. What the yeah, hell's going on? It was busy. Let's go. <laughs> we're, we're expecting that stuff, guys. Come on. Well, I'm glad that somebody missed it. I, I wasn't quite sure. But yeah, we were we were pretty slammed, each of us, with our own different things. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing oh, that. It's, all, it's always fun. I, I like that you guys do that. And I, I, other oh, people thanks, tried to kind of launch something similar. It hasn't quite taken off like the C3P. It's difficult. Uh, but it, it's fun. I, I like the... You settle on a figure, then each of you kind of... Yeah. Did they give you any hints as to what they're doing? Or are you guys just like, all right, it's Commander Fox. I'll see you when we post. That's pretty much... I mean, we'll we'll say, all right, let's figure out what the, the theme is this week. I mean, the theme generally is a figure or a character that makes sure we all have. And Who's then from the theme there, general? You? What's that? Oh, we Who switch off. the theme? Yeah, right. we switch off. So sometimes we'll say... Very democratic. Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll say we've got a couple of these figures. Um, you know, Fox was this week, and we said, oh, we haven't done the Jet Trooper, so we should do Fox and the Jet Trooper. Which one do you want to do first? And then we decided on Fox. So Jet, just, hey, this is an exclusive. Next bros is going to be the Jet Trooper. So Bam! Go. Look at that. When you, you guys usually do this on, what, a Tuesday? Uh, some t- well, it kind of depends. <laughs> it depends on when the last person to get the shot in. I, I want to get this episode out before you guys drop. <laughs> oh, we, I don't think we've even shot it. So it would be, yeah, later in the week. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, it's, I, I love it, man. Cause I'm, I'm right now I'm feeling a little funky in terms of being creative. I'm, I almost get heartburn looking at all the new figures. I've yet to even take one snap same of here. and. Same I've here. hardly used Dakota's Smuggler's Retreat. It's sitting right next to me. And mm-hmm. right now I'm just already feeling the pressure. Like, no, too much to do. So, yeah, I, yeah, I know you what know you You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm missing out on, I, I don't have that creative bug right now, which sucks because I, I want to shoot, but I don't. Uh, and I think having something like what you guys do would be great because it kind of kicks you in your butt. It's like, okay, don't think about all the other shit you have to do in life, all the other figures sitting in that box that you've been meaning to shoot for two years. Grab your damn fox and take a shot. Yeah. I, I love that idea of a, of a challenge. Like when yeah. Hasbro gave me that challenge last year for mm-hmm. try to recreate it. You too. Try to recreate Luke scenes. I was like, fucking A, great. I have a vision of focus. Now I can shut down my ADD and actually try to execute something. So that, that's where I'm at right now. As I do with most hobbies, I've 
fucked up collecting toys now and taking pictures of them <laughs> by it's, making uh, them almost a job. It's so funny because like just hearing you on the show and talk about uh, like those struggles and things, I'm like, man, I'm glad to hear that because I feel the same way. I've got a box of figures, Black Series figures, and a bunch of other figures. I mean, I've got stuff I've, I haven't had a chance to shoot too, and I feel that same pressure. But then I yeah, realized, it's like you got to do it. You got to if you bought yeah. the toy, you got to take a shot. Right, you got exactly. To, or you're wasting your money. It's like what yeah, the I know. fuck's wrong with me? It's almost like yeah, exactly. Justifying the like the money you spent on the stuff. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I, mean, I buy the Barbies now. You know the the hot toys, the two hundred dollar plus. Yep. Those are like oh, you got to fucking take a picture of that, or you just you wasted your money. Even exactly. though you've been collecting toys for almost forty years and never took pictures of them until yep. twenty sixteen. Yeah, justify. Also, like sharing, right? But with the bros stuff, it's nice because that's we've we decided we're going to keep that Star Wars Black Series or Star Wars in general, and so yeah. it's great because that's always going to be there. That's something we do. But we've the three of us are definitely we've been wanting to branch out more because it's easy to shoot the same. You know, if you're trying to just do a a big you know beauty shot of a figure or portrait of a figure. Like they're all beautiful and it's they're fun to do, but we're all to the point where it's like, okay, that's what's what's next? Like, what can we do? What what are some creative concepts we can create uh, with our work? What are some different figure lines we can shoot? Because there's so much great stuff out there now, um, different things that we're into outside of Star Wars. So, uh, I mean, the shit that Zay does with those Gundam things. Is yeah, like, my get God. Out of here. Yeah. That and guy then, with his composite work is ridiculous. Yeah, and Spencer's, uh, I love all the DC stuff he does. I mean, he's a huge Batman fan. So seeing yeah, yeah. all of his, his shots, they're inspiring too. I mean, I started, shoot, I just started buying up uh, Batman the Animated Series DC Collectibles figures. So I just spent, Got it. well, I spent too much money. <laughs> no, it's it's the, people like Spencer and why I'm addicted to Mezco fucking 112 right. now. Yeah. But there's so much good stuff out there. But Star Wars is our jam. That's my jam. How the hell did you guys link up? I've always wondered that. I mean, did you guys know each other personally, or is this all no. community hookup stuff? All community, man. It's uh, Spencer had been talking to Zay, and then he and I started talking, and he, he was kind of the one that brought us together. And I don't really remember exactly. Let's see. Okay, I think... He had started talking to Zay, and I was kind of talking to Zay as well. And we all kind of realized that we were uh, similar, and my, you know, we we enjoyed uh, right. doing things together and shooting Star Wars. There there weren't as many accounts as there are now doing what we were doing with Black Series. So, but he basically got us all linked up, and we've been friends ever since. I mean, and we're we're really really close. We talk pretty much every day. We've d- gone to Comic Con the past couple of years together. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a creep, yeah. but I, I watch your adventures through IG with your SDCC. That, that group keeps growing. I mean, I, I think the last one I saw you had Trevor was out there, Richie, yep. Yep. you three. Jax uh, is there, else? of course. Uh, uh, My Tom. nerdy obsessions. Yep. Tom was there. I have a want to dude. Yeah, it's I like how so I, I call these people by their first names. Like I know them and it's just through <laughs> Instagram, but doesn't it kind of feel like we, sort of know each other oh absolutely but we don't like you yeah. said we've never met and yeah maybe we never will it, it, it doesn't seem to matter in this day and age with the technology we have but it's funny because like i feel like if you and i we did meet i don't feel like there would be like this 
you know, these awkward moments of silence were like, oh, oh dude, okay, when yeah. I yeah. ran into Trevor at Celebration last year, I, as soon as I saw him, I walked up to him and gave him a hug. Yeah. It's probably yeah. the same thing I do to you. I, I like the hug, you know. Absolutely, it's, man. It's how I roll. Bring it in. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, the, it's the bro hug. You know, might, might do yeah. like the slap thing, maybe do some hand tricks, then I'll reach around and pat you on your back, stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm with you, dude. It's just, yeah, it's like we all, because we're participating in these sometimes these sessions or we're on the app liking and commenting or DMing, yeah. you do form friendships without the need to be face-to-face. Absolutely. And like you said, it, it kind of eliminates all that awkwardness of first meeting a human. Yeah. And we, I mean, obviously we're, we're all connected by our love for toys, love for Star Wars. So there's always something in common that we can talk about that we're not able to talk about with most people we interact with on a day-to-day basis. So it's, it's, it's just easier for those conversations to be more organic versus having to try. <laughs> so Yeah, totally, man. That's awesome. Anyone yeah. listen, if you want to start a a Star Wars time bros, MHW or whatever, <laughs> hit me up. DM me at Haywood Pop. I, I need some inspiration these days. I really do. I'm fucking struggling. I feel like just going back to shooting stupid ass pops and, you know, set them in the center of the frame like a bum and take a snap. Dude, even if you do that, though, sometimes it just feels good. Like, it's okay. I, I, I know, man, because, I, I mean, in I the was, end, I'm a portrait type of guy. I think that's yeah. probably where I excel. They're easier. I don't have to worry about the staging too much. I can just focus on lighting and atmosphere. But Dude, your shots have been awesome recently. I, I mean, love I, I love you your guys shots. do with your setups. Like, they, they really have. So, like, you, your, your shots have been featured uh, lately on Star Wars The Black Series. It's, like it's, the, it's picking up. Like I said, stuff is picking up, and it's obviously all of our skills increase because we practice so damn much. Yeah, uh, I'm getting better at actually shooting and then editing within the year I shot it and putting it out. <laughs> like here, the crazy thing, Jason, some of these shots that are getting uh, good reactions, like there's this shot I did of Ezra and Kane, a custom Kanan that I literally looked yeah. at. I was like, this is so basic and dumb, I should just delete it. It was my first ever 1,000 like shot, ever. Dude, congratulations! And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, what's you just happening never know. here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what 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 happened? Ig, why now do you like it? Yeah. Well, why anyway, do I hate my own work, but people love it. So. Yeah, I know that Nick tries to edify and make sure that you are mentally healthy, and let you know that you are <laughs> a talented. It's all. Man. It's Ig's fault. For the most part. It is. But I also want to do it, the same thing. I'm not going to call out any counts, but I know you've seen them too. <laughs> but sometimes, man, there are people, they'll go out to their backyard, snap it on a cell phone and upload, and they're getting 800 likes. And it's like, yeah. it's, why yeah. even fucking try anymore? You just never know. But I just want you to know that you do great work, and you need to keep it up. <laughs> it's therapy hour with work, more or less, for Haywood Pop. <laughs> You Maybe always got to my... talk Haywood Pop off the ledge when, when we start talking about toy photography. That's funny. Maybe that's, that's what my a, next podcast will be. Whiner. <laughs> talking you off Sorry, the ledge people. with work Th- more or less. This act gets old. I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so man. Funny. The gear. What, what's your go-to? What's your, what's your shooting device? Or do you have multiple? I guess, what's your go-to if you have multiple? Yeah, I mean, I've got... Uh, the six, the Canon 6D is what I shoot with a DSLR. Ooh, is that a is that full frame then? Yes, yeah, and that's why I chose to get that one. Um, uh, it's been a it's been a workhorse. I I love that that camera. I've got uh, 
24 to 70, what is it, 24 to 70? Yeah, um, uh, lens that I use, and it's an L-series Canon lens, uh, an 800 macro L-series lens, and then also a 50, which I don't use as much, but it's got like a 1.8. Um, I think I, it's the little, yeah, yeah 51.8, just kind of fixed action. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. have that one too. That I'm a Canon a, guy myself. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great lens. So, um, but it's that one. It's that that hundred millimeter macro. Dude, that's the that's that the one right there. It's beautiful. I I love that lens. I, I haven't taken it off since I got it a year ago, and I know I probably should because sometimes I'm trying to shoot wider mm-hmm. scenes, and you have to be five miles behind the the subject. Exactly. But it looks so just, good. Walk my fat ass over and get my fifty millimeter or something, but who wants looks, to do that? That's too it, much effort. It's such a beautiful lens, yeah. So I mean, that's what I shoot with, camera wise. I'm I'm uh, I'm on the fence. I might upgrade this year uh, or change over to the Sony. I, I'm not quite sure yet, but uh oh, we got we'll a see. Sony guy here. I we'll think that's see. what Banana uses, isn't it? Yeah, um, and Spencer uses it, and a bunch of other guys I know. Uh, yeah, it's, it looks really, really great. So I don't know. We'll see again. That's more money. If I do that, I need to sell this camera. Um, Traitor. So, uh. <laughs> what, what the hell is the difference? Like just to show you how dumb I am with uh, photography in terms of all the nuances, what is the difference between a full frame versus what I'm using? Like a Canon ADD. Hmm. It's the which is I I think the ADD has the mirror and all that bullshit whatever yeah, the fuck that means yeah so the mirror is 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 an actual mirror inside the body of the camera um, that basically will take from what I understand I I'm no like I don't I'm not an expert well I, I've opened mine up and look it definitely it's yeah. what reflects the image to be captured exactly and then because I know there's the, I, Sony's oh. big deal is their mirrorless mirrorless right? yeah 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 so if you can get cleaner pictures without as much uh, noise or really any noise at all. So that's, that's kind of the lure there. But um, yeah, I think that with a full frame, you just get more image onto the sensor versus a cropped um, like with some of these other cameras. But um, like I said, I'm no expert, but yeah. Cause I think, I think I'm at three, two when I shoot mm-hmm. ratio wise. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's there, that's your gun. Are you yeah. a, a high end tripod type of guy? Yeah, I've got a I've got a Manfrotto. I forgot what the model is. I've got it on my website. Oh yeah, that, think, okay, that, that's but. that's definitely high. I'm using the one that I think Spencer was whipping, mm-hmm. and and Zay has it. It 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 looks like the expensive Manfrotto ninety or whatever. Is the collapsible, like the small? Yeah, one? and I, I yeah. you know I all along is like who gives a shit about tripods fuck that i'll just lay on the ground or use the free one the free <laughs> aluminum polaroid one that came with the camera right <laughs> yeah. no they're they're um almost it, mandatory at this point in time yeah you definitely have to it, it the worst is when you try to do something handheld and the image is not in focus yeah, or it's, it's not crisp i mean you sometimes that little viewfinder is very misleading in terms oh, of the yeah. clarity you're getting in the focal point absolutely yeah, so so locking it off, especially if you're going to do any kind of compositing work, you know, being able to take a shot and then remove the subject, take another shot. Oh yeah, yeah, um, you you have to be set yeah. in stone. Yeah. So a tripod for lighting, I use. Um, I bought this set of lights, I think off of Amazon, but it's GVM, Great Video Maker, is the brand, 
And so just these LED panels. I bought those not too long ago. Been loving those. Uh, I've got a ring light that's also from them that I haven't really used too much for photography yet. Um, and then, of course, the Philips Hue bulbs that I have been using since yeah, I started you, you, pretty much. You haven't got caught up in all like the little cube lighting systems. Not really. I, I've got I've got a Loom Cube and it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. I've used it a couple times. It's nice to be able to put back in a scene and kind of you can hide it, which it works yeah. perfectly for that. But the, um, I just, I always forget to like charge it or I feel like I've charged it and then it's dead. I, I, I use Loom Cube. They, they, yeah. They're little assholes. I mean, they, yeah. they fucking overheat, battery runs out. Yeah, it just seemed a they're, little they're fussy. Not, they, as you said, they're, they're a convenient light to me, I think. It's exactly. like I bought them because, hey, you know, I work. I, I like to spend my money. Uh, regret some of the purchases. <laughs> we all do. Uh, but it is it is more of their, their convenience lighting. Yeah, and there's been I some mean, times I'm, I'm using this Aki desk lamp that Jack's recommended, the Philips Hue that you recommended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some cheap-ass plug-in color changer lights that I bought on Amazon years back when mm-hmm. I'm indoors, at least. So It's just nice having, like, a instead of just being, like, brand loyal to just one thing, it's nice having a variety of tools to work with because every shot that you set up is going to be different and unique and require different tools that you're going to have to use to make the shot come to life. So um, I've got kind of a diversity. <laughs> That's why I love that the, the Hue system for indoors because it it can really change the atmosphere, especially mm-hmm. if you're using fog, steam, aerosol. Yeah, and even uh, of, if, of even the background, the ambience just really gets dynamically changed with that it, light. It really does, and the fact that you can just do it right on the spot with the app and immediately see how the lights gonna look. Oh, dude, I've got it hooked into my my Google Home, so I just change it by voice. I'm like, you know, hey, Google, change it to pink or blue or red. Perfect. It's like, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, okay, that's the one I like. Let's go. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Really easy. Um, It's expensive. Oh, sorry, Google. I didn't mean to bother you. She She likes to butt into conversations, doesn't she? She did. Hey, chill out. I'm talking to Jason. Thank you. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, the, um, that system is, is, it's expensive, but it's worked really well and been worth every single dollar that I spent on it. Um, so yeah, oh, that I agreed. And I wish you could have got a commission. Cause like I said, my, my yeah. whole house is decked out and now our main family room, I have three, awesome. I've got one in the basement. They're all hooked in. I've created scenes and, and honestly, the way I love audio and matching it to, uh, visuals. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about buying that. Have you seen their new kind of home entertainment yeah. hubish type of thing? That looks awesome. Where like it'll like match the ambience of the movies you're watching to your lights. Like damn, I, I, I get that. off on that type of shit, man. I love that. Yeah, I, I've spent a lot of money on that kind of stuff. So sometimes I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I can't look at that because otherwise I'm going to find myself buying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just gotta like, uh, okay, click off of that page before you start filling up the shopping cart. Exactly. Exactly. How about like a tricky type of gear? I mean, wiring, are you, are yeah, you sticky tack, like those types of deals. You are those in your bag of tricks? So I would say something that I recently picked up, and you, you probably saw the Mandalorian door that ah, I created, you, that scratch you, door. The door, and then your your plexiglass trick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't call it mine, but yeah. Been doing some fun stuff with that, and um, one, let me just say, the door, so that was uh, created by FigureWorks Custom, or FigureWorks.co. Oh yeah, I've, I've, bought, and I've bought a few you, of his sculpts you, back You know, there. I want to make sure everybody else listening knows, because 
the work he does is absolutely amazing as you can vouch for and so that was a fun little collaboration we did but for that project even for the same one you're talking about the uh the plexiglass which was having the heavy mando look like he's blasting off from like a an explosion the lighting for those things is this new system that i kind of discovered it's been out for forever but it's basically built for model trains it's called the just plug light system so you've got this little light hub oh yeah i remember i remember yeah. seeing your bts you you plug in this little hub into the wall and then you've got these four little knobs and four little um areas you can plug in these tiny little lights they're like just one single like led diode at the end of the wire you plug those in you've got these little knobs that you can t- uh, change the intensity of the light and so what's great those are tiny and so they're just just a wire connects the two the light to the hub and you can take those and you can really string them in uh, into different areas or hide them underneath things and so for those explosions i just take it and then tape the little diode underneath the explosion and then you can just move it around wherever you want so you're not having to mess with like with the loom cube it's it's that's still even pretty large for the scale oh yeah yeah i've i've had shots where i'm like oh it's not in the frame then i pull up all the yeah. fish i'm like you fucking you idiot <laughs> you it's like spend... so blocky you can't even wipe it or crop your the shot's yeah. trashed yeah so those have been really really great um and they're they're super super affordable too so like each sweet each, link me each, i'm sure i'll buy it I, I buy it most anything you guys recommend because yeah. eh, maybe one day i could use it you never know i started on my on my website and visit our uh, work more or less oh, I'll, I'll t- is it work more or less work more or less.com i've got just okay. kind of a, a a running list of gear that i've got and there's links to it they're affiliate links and i've got that open um oh, i was gonna but, say i hope they're affiliate links so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll buy through there i don't even know how the affiliate stuff works i haven't made any money I'm not trying to make money. It's more just if easy. If it's Amazon, I've been doing yeah. it for years. It's you have to sell a ton of shit. Exactly. Like a ton. But it's of easier shit. just. I to, think they do like a four percent split. Oh yeah, it's easy just to to link to the Amazon stuff because usually they've got stuff that's in stock. So um, I've, right there, some of the stuff I'm talking about is actually I've got links to all those things. Um, if anybody's interested, but those plug lights are amazing. So I've started to use those a lot. And then one other thing outside of lighting. Uh, I did use atmosphere aerosol for a while and it kind of blew through all those cans and you know, I just haven't bought any other ones. I, I recently Shit's messy. I'll tell you it, that it I, is. I, I, I've used it based on what you guys are doing with, and it is, it is such a convenience. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's way easier it's, than holding a smoke bomb and burning your fucking fingers, <laughs> but definitely not as cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, like that stuff works really great outside. It does leave a little bit of a residue. So you have to be cautious of that. Um, but I found there's somebody on Instagram. Her handle is Spoon, S-P-O-O-N, Makes, M-A-K-E-S. And she basically is like a cosplayer. And she builds like all these really cool like systems for cosplaying, light systems and things. She's got this device called a Cos Cloud, and like cosplay cloud. And it's basically a tiny little box that she created this whole thing. It's like 3D printed parts and things like that. And then you take a, um, almost like a, it's like a vape. I don't really know the terminology, but the vape cord where you put in the, the stuff, you put in glycerin instead. And that will basically make a fog 
kind of this, this cloud kind of, and she's got different uh, attachments that go on the end of the tube. Yeah, because you, you use that on your Fox on shot, lines. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. I use that for that one. Because I, I was going to call you out. It's like, yo, where, where's the fucking aerosol, man? Come yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> what I just are you haven't doing? Bought <laughs> but this stuff is amazing in the different nozzles. I'm seeing get, it right now, the cost clouds. You can get different types of, like, you can get like a billowy, almost like a milky, like, boiling kind of cloud to it or you can get kind of the more atmosphere or the smoky um, stuff that's rising it's really really interesting and fascinating and i was like man this is awesome i want to support you so i picked that up Damn, and I've been this using interview's it costing me money dude <laughs> i've got plenty of other get things this stuff for inside because i just i use some aerosol i, I just i got the toys era comedian figure not not the best yeah, golf, but yeah. it's a good looking joker. Yeah. And I was inside, you know, get getting the hue going, getting some atmosphere. I'm spraying my aerosol. And when I'm done, it's it's like a an oil slick on my yeah. desk now. Yeah. That's and that that's shit does not problem. wipe up easy. Like it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading. Yeah. It's easier for, for doing that stuff outside for sure, for that reason. Yeah, and but. I I used to use a, a hand like a thirty twenty dollar hand steamer for this type mm-hmm. of effect, but as you said, it looks like you, you can get some really chalky smoke with this thing. It's beautiful, dude. Oh yeah, I, book, bookmarking this, that's yeah. going into the buy. And again, I love I love being able to people like that who are doing kind of their own thing and creating their their own you know, what products and I love supporting them. So I, I got to ask, what, what did you get? The starter kit or all yeah, of it? The starter kit, and I <laughs> the got two, tips, the two, accessories. No, yeah, two nozzles, uh, just one tube, <laughs> but the start, basically starter kit. I think it was maybe at the end it was like 280 for everything, but, dude, it is amazing, and it's portable. It's small. I've got a little – there's a – uh, a clicker that you like a remote that you I'm, can turn I'm, it on. I'm on the page, man. I'm I'm yeah. on it. I'll be buying it as soon as we hang up. Awesome. I love I'm it. I'm not even gonna process the podcast. I'm just gonna fucking buy all the shit you told me to get <laughs> and then not use it because I can't bring myself to do new toy shots. No, but it's great is like even acquiring new new tools like this, it's also inspiring because you can of see course. what it does and you're like, oh wow. I just want to play with this and, and take some photos and fantastic. see what happens. So, yeah. This so those is, are. I, I, I was I'm gonna, gonna say, take this to my you know buddies that, that actually vape and just have them hook up three <laughs> three vape pens and see what happens. You you could try it and use glycerin. Um, I think she she outlines it there on her site, but glycerin inside the the pen. And I don't know if I don't know how it will work or not, but that's what you're supposed to use. And it vaporizes it. So yeah, well, um, that's awesome. So I yeah. was going to ask you if you have any tips. I think we'll just leave it at that. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's, fanta- it's pretty cool. cost and clouds on spoonmakes.com. Yeah. Spoonmakes.com. So I don't know if nope, not many. I don't think anybody else is using it for toy photography, but um, I, it's well, I like because really well. I was thinking about doing a fog machine because honestly, the handheld steamers are pain in the ass. Yeah. It uh, gets wet water everywhere, yeah. and sometimes it, the the vapor's just not thick enough. And I know mm-hmm. one six, he's a big fan of fog machines. Yeah, but like you said, it's the portability of this little guy. Yeah, you'll love it, dude. Sweet, you'll love it. All right, um, influences on your toy photography. Who, I guess, who did you or who first caught your eye, and you're like, I want to start doing this, and then who do you look to now? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um that's also a really difficult question because there are so many, there's such variety of talent and skill. Um, I love, I mean, what's great about like when I started, what's great about like 
accounts such as Star Wars The Black Series is that you're able to get this funnel. Even with you guys, I mean, I love the stuff that you guys are finding and, and posting because some of that stuff I miss or I'm not following. So it's nice to have those kind of aggregator accounts that can open you up to new Oh, artists. totally, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's there's so many people I'm honestly that I that are influenced, that influence my work and I'm influenced by. When I started, I would say Star Wars The Black Series was the first account. I think a lot of people who are doing Star Wars action figure photography can probably say the same thing when they started around my time. Oh, I remember um, my, it was my mission in life to get featured there. And yeah, when it finally <laughs> happened, I was like, okay, maybe I'm not a big asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was the, that was kind of the first IG account that, um, kind of opened my eyes to it and I was inspired by it. Uh, I mean, I, at the time, a lot of the, the, the big guys, Sergeant Bananas, um, Captain Chaos, um, so Captain many. Chaos, so, I remember him. He's he's awesome. He's an awesome guy. Is he he's disappeared though, right? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, but he's, there's other he's like Dark Side since '77. He was he was yeah. good. He's Foth disappeared models. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh golly, so many so many great. I just artists. I for me it was you know I was doing smartphone pictures of Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. That was my my foray into this thing. That's what got me going. Yeah. But I remember the first time I saw a, a banana shot. I was like, "What, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Look at this man." Yeah, yeah. Johnny's awesome, and he's also also just a really nice guy. It's yeah, you know, he's he's fun to talk to. Um, and now there, there's a bunch of accounts that that are like at what I'd say his level these days in terms of the, uh-huh. the staging and the, and the attention to detail they put into the dios, like the stuff that nose rain cooks up. It's like, fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you and guys come up with these ideas? Yeah. I was going to say, even, even a lot of my really close friends are there. Those, I mean, they inspire me. Um, yeah. Richie Jax, you know, we've talked about, uh, Zaya and, and Spencer and, you know, Tom, I and, uh, Blainer things and yeah, all that uh, right there. Like I want to go and sit in a room with all of you, just drink some beer. Come to SDCC. That's such a pain in the ass to get out. It's such an it ass conference. So if you really think about it, I know it's a but living it, nightmare unless you're getting like hooked up or opportunities this that or the other thing. It, it can be a pain, but. It's fun. I mean, but you're right. I mean, that's essentially has become the de facto toy photographer meetup event. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like a, all those names you routed off. Those are like the people, you know, Nick and I, we talk about our, our, our Mount Rushmore of Star Wars toy photographers. And that's that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And of course, and you know, I just like, like it. Um, yeah, I, there's gosh, there's so many guys, you know, it was, it's what I what I really enjoy is is hearing like obviously their work speaks for itself. But um, when you get to know him, or even like even Jared, Jared Middleton, Sir Dork, like I've, I've, I've become more aware of him, him through you guys, and we've been talking, and we, I would say we're we're friends, so we get together, if we meet each other in, in real life at one point, I'll feel like just like with you guys, I could just start up a conversation and. Um, like that's Drink cool. Some beer, shoot the shit, talk, talk a little Star Wars, talk a little shop. Yeah, I mean, that happened when uh, we met up with Trevor also uh, at SDCC this year. That was the first time I met him. Um, and yeah, we just just going right at it, just catching up and, and I, I want to meet Tom because that, that guy. 
Tom like is when, awesome. When you get a comment from Tom, so you know you've thoughtful. done something well because yeah. it's so thoughtful and detailed. Yeah. And you can tell it's he's not just half-assing it like I usually do, you know, like a thumbs up or, hey, I like it, awesome. I mean, he literally – it's not a critique, but it's, it's, it's his take on what you did. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it just—I um, don't know—it makes me—it makes me feel special at least. I, I, when any of you guys comment on my shit, I'm like, "Hey, I've, I've done something good today. Yay for me!" And I pat myself on the back, and then <laughs> I just get all depressed again. <laughs> well, he's—he's he's, like you said, he's just so thoughtful, and um, with—you can tell, like, he actually is looking at your work, and he's able to pick out the things. Like, he's—he's he's stopping scrolling. And he's looking at all the details. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. He it's a study almost. He does yeah. art studies on our toy photography shots, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and so that's yeah. Those types of comments are are really great. And so I, it is hard because there's so much that I want to say to people, but I can't. Just I would spend hours and hours. I already spend way too much time on Instagram. Oh, it, it's like horrible. Just talking. Dude, yeah, I look at my screen time app on iOS sometimes. Yeah, it's it like, hurts. Dude, come on. It hurts. <laughs> you got to you got to start doing something else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say probably my my biggest influences are the guys that I'm regularly talking with. So, um, just interacting hey. with on like Instagram and stuff. Like even like well, you. You're, you're so. one of mine, buddy. You're yeah. definitely one of mine. I, I Absolutely. Would strive to do uh, the at least the indoor quality of a work more or less shot. And speaking of your shots, let's uh, Thanks, man. kind of move into the final segment here. I f- feel like I've already probably kept you too long. I, oh, I love apologize it. for that. but I keep going. I, yeah, I had a feeling you and I would be able to just kind of shoot the shit like uh, Jared and I did when I interviewed him. But uh, let's kind of get to the first ever work more or less toy shot. And you sent it to me, and it's a shot yeah. of of uh, Darth Maul from The Phantom Menace. He's got the hood on, mm-hmm. his two sabers, or, mm-hmm. or crisscross. It looks like you're probably using your Digirama technique. You got yeah. the Coruscant skyline behind them. That's right. Uh, so, so this is it, huh? This is this, this is the, was the start. This is the first shot. And this is the first shot with my camera, too. Um, I just, I think that was, well, not first shot. I shouldn't say that. The first post was using my new camera, because I got that for Christmas. Uh, in 2015 and so using using the camera using the Darth Maul fig and then also the Digirama background so kind of just really quick summing that up uh, the Digirama using you know the digital screen like a computer screen to, to create the background instead of having to print something out or create it yourself um, being in the post-production world uh, in my career in knowing how to composite video and how to do all those things and use green screen, it just kind of made sense to me when I saw people's photos. I was thinking, you could just use a screen and then you can change that as fast as you you can. Yeah. If you want I'll to change tell you, man, you're one or, of the you're one of the forefathers of this technique, at least for toys. Thanks, man. Yeah. If it's, not the if not the first. Because you can even look on IG under the Digirama hashtag and it yeah. there's not a ton. So I, yeah, I still think yeah. it's kind of your your creation here. Well, I don't know. I mean I it just has really hey, been just take it. Be like, yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> Jason okay. Young. I created this shit. Eat my dick. <laughs> well I'll maybe say not, it for you. Maybe not a direct quote, but uh yeah. <laughs> I uh I it just made sense to do it efficiently that way. And yeah. once I kind of had the idea 
before I shot. I was like, okay, I think this is going to work. Set it all up. Took this picture. And I was blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I took it a, a step further and said to really make the figure fit in the scene, you have to have like the same colored light that is almost emitting from whatever image you're using. Yeah. So if it's over his shoulder, if it's got blue in the scene, whatever, if you can bring that and wrap that around the character in the physical physical sense, getting like the, the highlights on the shoulder or whatever, then you can really make this feel like it's part of the, the image. Definitely. So I, at the time, I just used my iPad and my phone and then just put a color image on the screens and just put it as close as I could. And again, another step that just made it feel that much more realistic. So um, that's that's that first shot with Maul. Yeah, the one thing about this technique, at least how I first looked at it, is like, oh, this is going to be easy. This is going to be easy. <laughs> I just got to look for shots. And I think I even asked work more or less at the time. Yeah. And he provided a directory of some of his backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, sweet. And, and you start throwing stuff up there and you start to realize, like, okay, this it's, isn't quite as simple as he makes it look. Yeah. You, uh, it is, it, is it really is about the lighting. Yeah. And I was also, again, because I live in that creative space, I, there were a few things that I could kind of just hurdle and not have to think about. Um, Whereas somebody just picking it up, you know, having to kind of go back and understand like how the light works and how right. you need to adjust the exposures and, you know, things like that. So I kind of had the luxury of having some of that base knowledge before I started. So yeah, it, uh, it provides a convenience, but that doesn't yeah. mean it makes this easy. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. I'd like to kind of sum that up. Yeah. A lot of Photoshop time to just doing the lightsabers and Ugh, fucking hate know. that part of this of this job. Yeah. I still refuse to learn proper PS. I'm on Affinity Photo for iPad just because it works for my brain and Photoshop does not. Man, as long as you're able to create something and then just get it out, the worst part about it is like saying, oh, this is going to take longer and then spending more time doing it and losing steam and just not finishing. So whatever tools you you use, man, do it. If you want to learn. I want to do PS because that's where all the tutorials are. That's true. I'm but just also being just, stupid at this point, time. and I've heard it sucks for iPad still. So, and I, I I'm only going to edit on a mobile device because I am at a computer most of my time. Yeah, nice to be. So no, be I do not want to edit sitting down. Yeah. So, well, that's that mall shot. That was yeah. A, so a, really, what, what we're doing here, I, I asked Jason to give me his first ever shot, and then a an example of what he thinks. Or you know, an example of his skills, what 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 he excels at. So that's what we're going to move into now. And this is kind of a a background, and then the finished shot of his Digirama technique. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the first time I kind of shared a BTS just to show people, because a lot of people weren't quite sure how I achieved it, and they thought I maybe had like a diorama, and then was able to kind of just dive in and explain visually like here's the finished it's photo crazy here's the depth the, you got out of even just this yeah. relatively simple looking setup and you have to match the perspective too of the image you're kind of locked down to that so that's what really sells it as well um again this is just vader on the tanev with the stormtroopers yeah but, yeah um, this is not uh I, I misspoke this is not his pick for his use of his best skills we're, we're getting there but this is more or less him more work more or less showing us <laughs> where this uh 
uh, trick kind of uh, spawned and what it yeah. looks like behind the scenes. So I'll have all this stuff in the video version and the postcast shell. Awesome. Uh, but awesome. It, it's just, it's yeah, like that Vader one. I mean, it looks like he is walking down a hallway, but that hallway is as flat as it gets if uh-huh. you see the behind the scenes. It's so fun. It's so fun to see what the actual camera sees in faking that. That's Well, I, I remember another one. Is this, I was just like, man, this guy is crazy, the shit he can pull off. It, it was uh, for Rogue One, and you were kind of recreating when uh, all the Imperials are running through that underground tunnel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. just wild how you, you kind of had the screen from the movie, but mm-hmm. you were layering your figures to really give it depth. So yeah. it did look like they were there. That was a fun one. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and So now we'll move on to the one, and, and I agree with him here, uh, one of his personal favorites, but an example of all of his skills. And if you've been following work more or less for at least since 2016, I guarantee you you remember this shot, but he did a little promo piece when Hasbro was doing the uh, sail barge, back the barge hashtag movement, right? Oh, yeah. And this guy (laughs) not only just created an awesome Digirama seam, but you fucking created a miniature scale Jabba sail barge box in full color for stormtroopers to hold and show to yeah. you know whatever officer uh, Boba Fett was sitting there chatting with. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I w- I wasn't going to buy the barge just because the scale I don't collect. Yeah, me I, I gave up the little you know guys. I mean? Yeah, it's awesome and I really wanted to. So for me, I said, "You know what? If anything, I definitely want this to succeed and I want to help promote it." So I just said, "You know, I'll I'll do like a fun little shot that kind of will help that and maybe people would share it and people would just be able to know that this is happening and they're trying to get 5,000 backers. So my idea was to take and recreate the artwork, like the, the box dimensions. It was just a guess because I knew this was not going to be right, but made it pretty big, more square than like as long and horizontal as the actual box is now that we've seen it. Um, but use the artwork. The artwork is actually inspired by uh, Yakface. He created something like that. And so um, kind of pulled that as inspiration, made my own artwork for the like higher quality that I could print out, and then did all the, the box sides. So the, the, the sides of the box and the, the back side, and then printed it out, made a box, and then used that as a little prop. It's just, it's fantastic. Like yeah. the little accessories you print up, which kind of leads into another example of your skills in this, <laughs> the yeah. Vader with his highlights collection. It's another, it's just like, damn, dude. First off, the idea, <laughs> the fact that you even cook this thing up and then the level of execution. It's, yeah, this was fun. I've seen, um, I've seen quite a few people recently kind of make, make their own props. And uh, I think even uh, Red Dog 5, or was it, uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, uh, gosh, I wish I knew offhand. I think somebody actually made like a Stormtroopers with a comic. And um, they were almost like looking at the, they're just similar. They're looking at like Star Wars issue one, the Marvel issue. Right. Um, And I was, I think I was inspired by that. And I'm trying to remember exactly how it came to be, but I realized, oh yeah, I went back and saw that somebody created that. And I kind of started coming up with the idea of doing like highlights or something where it's just silly. 
and but it, but it works so well because it's Darth fucking Vader, right? Like a murderer of many people, yet he looks so calm, peaceful, and almost childlike, laying yeah. down with his legs up, uh, you know, doing his his picture searches yeah, and his who, highlights collection. Who doesn't like highlights? <laughs> if you know what it is, I mean the the you know the hidden pictures and stuff like that. That right. was just so fun. I mean, I when we grew up, that, that was all the rage, especially if you go to doctors' yeah. offices. There'd be highlights all over the place. Yep, and because this was the uh, hyperreal Vader, the eight-inch, you know, size, right. it was easier to make something small like the magazine with just a little bit bigger scale than like a six-inch scale, so it looks a little bit more realistic. Right, and he looks he looks great as a figure. So it was just it made sense, and I I love highlights <laughs> growing up as a kid. So uh, it's funny. And then, of course, the the Digirama's in there with the background, right? looks like you got the edge of the second Death Star. Yep, I've got the GTP walls and some of their props, and then also did the Digirama background on my computer screen with the Death Star in there. So, yeah, I mixed a bunch of different kind of techniques and things, and I've got that, uh, yeah, I've got like a BTS uh, attached to that as well, so... And then the last one uh, Jason picked for our little conversation is just... As brilliant as it gets, I mean, honestly, the whole series he did for this, and I'm talking about when he essentially recreated what it would look like if the Star Wars cast uh, characters <laughs> got invited to the Hollywood red carpet premiere of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And it's yeah. just the one you sent is the one where you got the Sith Trooper leading the procession. It just looks so uh-huh. perfect. It does look like they're working, walking a red carpet. You've got venomous art as the backdrops. Yep. I mean, my God, the the level of detail in this one is just—it's it, disgusting in a good way. <laughs> it's such a simple uh, setup as far as like props and things, um, and so the main—the other reason why I love this one is because of my experience of attending the premiere. And I really wish I knew it was going to be blue carpet because I would have I would have changed it. But I saw all this stuff before I left to go to L.A. for the premiere. Yeah, how the hell did that um, happen, by the way? Because I don't even think we chatted about that. But I, I saw yeah. you you know you had a picture of you and Ian took a shot. Yeah, like was that work related contest or you're just a, a Mac daddy and you get invited to that type of stuff? <laughs> I'd like to think the latter, but that's not that's not the case. It was actually the um, the Star Wars fan award. Going back to that, that little. Kenner inspired video. Oh no shit! So all you got to do this, or unfortunately, unfortunately, it was just the video winners. So the people who, yeah, you know, Zay, Trevor, they weren't able to go, unfortunately. But um, I mean, Trevor won the whole freaking thing, didn't he? Yeah, he did like best in show for whatever category he was in. Yeah, he crushed it. He crushed it. Um, So anyway, that's cool. That's a nice little reward. I mean, I know you got like a little trophy from that as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was it was cool. I mean, so they invited the the long form and the short form video winners to join this the the premiere, and so that's how I ended up there. That's like a whole other other story, but um, it was it was incredible. It was an amazing experience. Once in a yeah, lifetime. as a fan, I mean, uh, yeah. were you even able to to sleep before that day? I mean, how how Not jazzed well. were you to take part in this? <laughs> it uh, it still feels kind of surreal. Uh, it was kind of an in and out trip for the most part. Um, so would you, did, did you were you on the carpet like behind the ropes and you're just hey how's it going or were you kind of even more VIP than that? I was inside. Um, so they were if you, anybody was familiar with it, 
the, the stage, the Star Wars stage where they were doing the broadcast um, live on YouTube, I was basically right there on to the side of the stage. So when all the fans and stuff were walking through like kind of the small little um, uh, pinned area where there were a bunch of fans and cosplayers, they'd kind of walk on the left and right side of them, of the, the aisle, there would be a bunch of fans that were just kind of smashed up four deep into like a six foot, you know, space. Heck yeah, I was kind of on the ba- in there. Yeah, exactly. I was on the back side of that, so I was able to kind of move around. And then towards the the middle of that, when all the the press were doing their things and all the celebrities were coming in, I just kind of walked away and just roamed around on my own. But uh, it was it was really fun, really interesting to see how it, they they put something like that together, the behind the scenes uh, right. before you know before they go on air seeing just the process and it's it was really fascinating and then also being able to see the movie at the um the chinese theater was was really really that's pretty damn special considering that's where i believe the franchise debuted all those years back so it was it was so look at this guy look at this guy see with his creativity and star wars fandom he is going places all of us fans would love to do it really is about following your passion yeah you know and percent that's that's really what it is, and all these little things that, that come, kind of present themselves as opportunities, you know, they come because we decided to, for that day when I made that little commercial, that, that video, I said, I'm not going to do client work today, I'm just going to do this, because I want to, and that doesn't make sense, because I didn't make any client money that, <laughs> that day. <laughs> But, but all these, you made uh, a killer video that got you to yeah. the premiere of the last ever Skywalker Saga film. I'd say it was a good trade-off. It was worth it, right? So your, your family did not need to eat that one night. It's okay. That's right. That's right. Ramen's cheap, so it, it, it builds character. <laughs> exactly. So that was that was fun. So this the whole series that I did for the red carpet slash blue carpet premiere that I did the toy photography series that also had a lot of meaning with with that because I was posting that stuff while I was actually there. Oh yeah, yeah. If you have not seen this series, uh, add it to your to-do list for when after this cast. You know, you you got to listen to the rest of the show now. Don't just leave. Of course. But when we're done, (laughs) go look up at work more or less on Instagram, and just scroll through the feed. I mean, you're going to be looking at a lot of fantastic stuff. But you know, scroll back towards around the end of December and check out all of his uh, red carpet recreation shots because they're just absolutely insane. I will. I will say too. You mentioned uh, Venomous. He was kind enough to let me use uh, some of his artwork for kind of the background, the yeah, walls. Yeah, I, I love that guy. That guy's and, art just speaks to me. Oh, amazing. And it, then it's also such a unique style. Someone else you're very familiar with, Daz Tibbles, Darren Tibbles. He, uh, he let me use some of his uh, promotional or some of the illustrations he did for Mandalorian. It's another f- guy that I, I've, yeah. I've literally, I've known about Darren for years through my yep. other site, Entertainment Buddha, which me I'm too. killing because whatever. But it, it blows my mind that he is not working at Lucasfilm yet under Filoni in the animation division. Yet, hopefully. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man, that guy's. Yeah. That thing he did, uh, I think, last year with Emperor Palpatine and Dark Skywalker, the shit he's done with Rogue One. I mean, he's amazing. My goodness, yeah. So, so I want to give him a shout out. So, yeah, please do. I, I mean, yeah. I love Daz, Daz and Venomous, both of them, two of my favorite. Now, now we got Super Scoundrel. That's one I found this year, and he's Ooh, another one. It's yeah. just, 
Keep them coming, boys. What? All right, speaking of the community, as we wrap, the last little segment I had Jason help me produce here is I wanted him to pick three shots from the community that he really has appreciated recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sent me the three shots. We're going to go ahead and start with uh, an artist some of you may know about if you're in the community, uh, but that is Mint Complete. Yeah, Mig. And the shot you sent over, I, I still wonder if it's not a painting. It looks like it. That's, that's the great thing about MIG's work. Um, I've, I've followed MIG for quite a while. Um, but it, a lot of the stuff um, is not necessarily like Star Wars, but you've got dinosaurs and all these, you know, space, actually Star Wars ships. He's done a lot of. He's, um, I guess, and I'll explain it, and then you can give the professional terms. But mm-hmm. to me, he is a a master compositor. Compositor, absolutely. Where yeah. he'll literally shoot his subjects against a car door, yep. and then we get this shot. Yeah, it's it, it's incredible. I mean, the amount of time knowing he, I mean, he was a big vehicle guy until recently. Uh-huh. This is new, sort of, where he's getting into the figures, and we're talking about his shot where. He's got Anakin, uh, Anakin Ahsoka <laughs> facing off with Vader in a field, and Ahsoka's in a jump attack position. It's just yeah. wild. The silhouette is amazing. I mean, that's something that he's very, very uh, successful at, like getting really great poses, really great silhouettes, and nice contrast. And the action he's got here is just amazing. And I think he's using the hyper real Vader as yeah, well yep. in the foreground. So mixing the scales, it's yeah, it's so cool. And knowing what it takes to do this type of compositing work, because I do that type of stuff, um, the amount of effort and vision is just mind-blowing. It's so, a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be. It can be, for sure. Because you, so. you got to pre-plan the living shit out of it first mm-hmm. to get all your shots and elements, and then you essentially have to build a puzzle in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. And then also, I mean, if you... You take a look in this shot. You, they're, they're basically in like this field of grass, tall grass, and so all that stuff has to be <laughs> put in the foreground. And it's just it's oh it's yeah, very you're well talking like even it's probably the most impressive. Yeah. Ironically, down at the bottom where he had to blend Vader's mm-hmm. leg into the grass to look like he was actually standing in it. Mm-hmm. Most Fuck. impressive. It, yeah, it makes my head hurt just thinking about how he did that. How many layers there are probably for this project? It's beautiful. He's got some other shots where he will break down the behind the scenes. So definitely need to check out and follow and complete. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never a short of, of jaw-dropping shots on that account. Mm-hmm. He did, doesn't post as actively as some of us, but... Uh, also when takes he does, it, to do it, some of the shots too. So. It, it's a good one. Don't worry. Yeah. When he when he posts, it's usually a share worthy shot, and you'll probably see it on at Star Wars Time Show. Absolutely. All right. So moving on to your next pick, uh, uh, Blainer, a, another guy that excels doing kind of uh, composite or blended yeah. type of shots. And in this shot we're about to talk about, he tried to recreate uh, one of these uh, concept arts from the Scrap Duel, the Fates things that everyone's been kind of having a circle jerk with this year and yeah it's it's damn good it's so cool and the uh, blaine he does uh he's got a lot of properties that he loves uh, i love seeing his star wars shots but you know you scroll through his feed he he does everything on his ipad and it's and phone it's, right like he only shoots with a phone 
It's amazing. Well, he's he's got he shoots primarily with a lot of with his phone, but he does have a DSLR. He's he's still kind of working with. But um, the he shows me, and you've seen some of his BTS. But like he'll show me how he layers it like all in app on his iPad. I'm like, dude, that's incredible. <laughs> I, I just yeah. I have to use Photoshop because I can't do that. I don't have the patience, let alone the the skill to do the way he does like his his composites. And he a lot of times will use um, kind of a mixture of like the ground might be uh, real, so we can get the nice real reflections. But then he'll composite the background like this, this shot with Ray uh, holding yep. the double blade lightsaber. His, his compositing skills, he would not tell you this, but he's really, really got great vision and great compositing skills. And what I love about this is he's always, sometimes he'll recreate like <clears throat> maybe old poster art or maybe old uh, trading cards. He's doing really, really creative things with his work. And I loved that he went to the Duel of Fates concept art and is kind of you know mimicking some of that stuff. But doing well, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I love, I think Ray looks sexy as hell in the, she in looks the, Luke, good. the Luke body. <laughs> she looks good, man. She looks good. Not it's like lie. he even, he somehow even made it look like she's got a little bit of a chest there and it's not mm-hmm. just Luke. Yeah. Like it, just, it has a female aesthetic to it. Yeah. Well, I think it, you know, I think it's oh, you know what it is. Luke. It's, it's got to be the, the sister, right? The sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Luke doesn't look that good. <laughs> <laughs> Ham will grow himself some bosoms. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was maybe he composited that in or painted it, but he's got the like the, the white flap fold yeah. over. Yeah. It's it's just it's really really cool. And I he's got some other uh shots from those His account uh, is one fates. unfortunately that IG uh, tends to hide from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I don't think he's things. a he's not a Star Wars timeshow tagger, so I wouldn't have seen something like this. Yeah. But so yeah, speaking Blainer, of that, Blainer you motherfuckers, Blainer. tag. Yes, I, I scroll through and grab people sometimes that aren't tagging. Black Series, I'm talking to you. Sweet Picks, I'm talking to you <laughs> because your work's great. But tag, I can't find all this shit now. I mean, with with all the tags we're we're getting. That's true. But I promise you, at least until it gets out of control, if you hashtag Star Wars timeshow or tag. You're at least going to get a like to help you with the algorithm, all right? It's good to know. So those of you listening, tag, tag the you. damn show. Don't use all those other stupid-ass toy tags we all do that do nothing. That's true. I'm telling you for a fact, if you tag Star Wars Time Show, someone's eyes are going to look at it. Thank you. Uh, that's a good PSA. I'm glad you shared that. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, Blainer Things, at Blainer Things on Instagram, definitely worth a follow. Mm-hmm. The last one was at Mint Complete. And then uh, moving on to uh, another selection here from Jason, and this is another account that I've been following and do enjoy, and that is Skeleton Astronaut. Great yes. handle, even better profile pick. Yep. Be a Cree. Uh, or Brandon, I think. He likes right, I think he, he does he does something for another fairly popular Star Wars site out there. I think he, he writes for them or whatnot. Yeah, but, for Rebel Scum. Yeah. Uh, he, he's definitely another one of these uh, toy photographers that just, the creativity doesn't compute for me. Like, my brain yeah. doesn't think this way. And we're looking at, he did a, a bunch of mock-ups of essentially product promotion it's shots. I don't know what beautiful. you'd call them, but... Uh, for the the recent release of the Tross six inch figures. Yeah. So what I love, um, so B, I've I've known him for a while, just like you've been following for a while too. Um, he's actually he's he's an Oklahoman as well. So we act we he lives in Oklahoma City area. I live in Tulsa area. We haven't been able to meet up quite yet, but I'm excited for us to eventually. Um, 
but yeah, we've, we kind of found out that we are in relatively close proximity and I, like I said, his work is, is awesome. He does, uh, the kind of the gamut. So he'll do 3.75, he'll do six inch. He does all, all kinds of things and also just beautiful work. I love this whole series. If you follow the hashtag fake Kinner, you can see um, this one that we're talking about. But he's got this whole series he's been working on, and they just bring so much joy. I mean, I think a lot of what we love as Star Wars fans and toy collectors is the the packaging, right? So like the vintage collection, that's why it's packaged that way. Uh, there's something about the design of the retro packaging that just hits on you know all of our loves, I suppose. And so he's, he's taking that and creating... You know, if it looks like maybe like ads from like a, a department store catalog or something exactly. featuring the toy. Um, it's just, it's really creative. And I love kind of that vintage feel as far as like design aesthetic. And he just, he knocks it out of the park. Um, this one is, yeah, they're all so good. So you got to follow that hashtag because just scroll through, you know, there's like, he's done like some old stickers, like free Constable Zuvia with purchase of any four Star Wars action figures. You know, like, <laughs> stuff like that. It's just... It is great. Well, people probably don't even so remember, fun. but back in the day with Kenner, they would. You, you could get special figures yeah. and special shit if you would collect UPC symbols from the back yep. of your, your figures and you literally mail them in and they'd mm-hmm. mail you back like the Emperor or old Anakin, uh, the Sebastian Stan one. I mean, I, I remember all that shit. I still have these things. I mean, they're yep. not as nice as the toys we get now, but that's kind of what Skeleton's doing here. Yeah, and, and I love it. I just love that vintage feel. I mean, he even he even makes the paper look worn out and yeah. old. Yeah, and like yeah, it looks like it's been offset printed, and you see like um, yeah, it, there's just so much. There's so much goodness here, it's and I think cra- it, it even looks like the yellow is is crinkled paper. As <laughs> I, I don't, how the fuck <laughs> do textures. you guys do this in Photoshop, dude? Like, what is this? Photoshop's amazing. You got to do it. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, his work. I mean, he he does great outdoor shots too. But that's something that I just always am, am loving when it hits my feed, like seeing all the, the vintage style, like design, uh, like posters and things like that. Yeah, but, I do. I do did that. Th- these days, in terms of the boxes, they're they're stupid, which is cool because mm-hmm. it allows me to just throw them out. I used to have yeah. a problem with keeping boxes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but when they do those, and uh, we're getting them from Empire, I'm sure Hasbro will send them to you guys. But those, the six inch card back deals. Yeah, yeah. That now though, that's pretty. Those, those are, are hard to open. I'm not gonna lie; those are hard to open. I've got a few that are unopened, and yeah, yeah I think I kept one or two. I kept the uh, SDCC special pilot Luke one. Yep, me too. Uh, the two it's from last like year, the, the Obi and Maul, I kept. Yeah, and I think even I even have a a, a back end a Luke, but yeah, th- those are pretty. But these days, I've. I finally gotten over the you got to keep mm-hmm. the boxes because you never know when you're 80 you might want to sell these things to no one that wants it. Exactly. You know yeah. like, that my dad really fucked me up with that type of shit and keeping <laughs> boxes. So these days I, I'm down to just keeping the boxes of my my Barbies because if I'm gonna spend three hundred dollars I might as well keep the fucking box. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but the so, little yeah. guys see you in uh, the trash. I was gonna say his 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 stuff's really fun and uh, man there's just so many I love that you guys. Uh, feature the community and each week I just look forward to like the top five and um, you guys you provide so much love hey, top five is getting dangerous now I mean, we, we got people that are 
you know, yeah. getting kind of competitive and making threats against Nick's life and shit. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I might have to start throwing in an honorable mention here or there just to appease the masses. But that's not a bad idea. But it's it's great. It's it, we appreciate. I mean, I will speak for myself, but also I think for a lot of us in the toy community, we appreciate that you understand as a toy photographer and um, Star Wars fan just everything that we do that we put into our work and the fact that you um, you guys like to to sh- give shout outs and say hey go follow these guys because they're awesome um, that means a lot and so we appreciate you, you guys I've been been enjoying your show for a while even when you were in Tame Buddha um, but it's just fun to see where you've taken Star Wars time and that you really are about community so I just want to say thanks. Well, thank you, you sir. Awesome. But as Nick and I say, we do we do do this for just the the fandom, the interaction. You know, we're all yeah. here to prop each other up. There's no reason to uh, get pissy and and spread more hate within the Star Wars fandom verse. That, Agreed. That's kind of why we do this stuff. But I'm not gonna lie. I knew when we rebranded as Star Wars Time. I'd already been in the the toy thing for a few years at that point, and. I just I had a feeling that it could help us get a little traction with Star mm-hmm. Wars fans because that's what we were lacking when we were under the the Buddha brand because yeah. it wasn't branded as a Star Wars pie it was just you know the entertainment Buddha cast whatever Star Wars time mm-hmm. and I, I kind of made the conscious decision to have that segment to focus on the community hoping that hey maybe if we sit here and kind of <laughs> stroke some egos. They might start stroking ours. I'm just being honest yeah. with everyone. Yeah. I'm a human. I it's do strategy, this stuff man. because I love it. But I also do think that Nick and I do a decent show that's somewhat entertaining, informative, and I want people to know about it. And I, I, I kind of thought that if I latched onto the toy community and, and helped to spread the good word about that, that maybe we'd get somewhere. And a year later, it's it's awesome. Something's working because uh, last month, this month isn't taken off as hot as last but we haven't had great topics in february but last month we averaged 400 downloads per episode that's awesome dude uh, which big picture we, we're still we ain't shit that's Star great Wars though podcast we ain't shit but it's good to know that we do have some sort of an audience a loyal audience yeah and i probably don't have the best name for the audience we're just calling them kind of the the, the cir- circle of assholes the group of assholes the asshole pack whatever you want to call it but just the the banter in between shows that's what kind of keeps nick and i going it's not about the money it's just hey you guys like us we're doing so like i got a note today i just want to read it we're a little off topic oh, nice. and I, I will let you go jason but it it kind of follows up with what you're saying this comes from chef toy rd uh a newer account great handle yeah. and, and I, I just featured a, a shot he put out today That's right. and i get this in the dm in a story and he he sincerely wrote i appreciate big time i've been keeping you in mind with every star wars post trying to elevate my photography to something you might like you have great taste and it pushes me to try harder sometimes it's frustrating ha 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 but thanks for the constant push cheers keep up the awesome content that's awesome that's why i do what i do that's why i lay in my bed too long in the morning to share people's shots yeah because i know it does because when someone features my work, it makes me feel special, oh, as lame yeah. as that sounds for a 40-year-old man. But I know I what it feels like to be recognized, and that's why we do what we do. So uh, I love getting messages like that. 
thanks to Jason for you know pumping the show as well. But oh, let's yeah. keep this thing awesome. going, my friends. We need an even bigger audience. Let's get this community supersized in 2020. That's the goal here. Let's uh, make it happen. Yeah, let's let's get it big enough so even Lucasfilm will start recognizing us and maybe hooking us up with PR contacts so we can get some news leads and this, that, and the other thing or opportunities. But until we get those numbers, we're just going to be the, the lowly old Star Wars time show. But when we got That's fans great. like you motherfuckers out there on Instagram especially, it, it, it does uh, make all the time and effort we have to put in this uh, well worth it. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys. For what you do, honestly, and I'm not just saying that. But I thank yeah, and, you for and, and and thank you, man, for for giving me all this time. Hopefully, I didn't uh, bore you with anything, or this wasn't a oh, not at all uh, a waste of it. your Friday morning. I know you've got something to do for your kid. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to keep you much longer. But as it kind of goes these days, we just did two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, it didn't feel like it. Hopefully, it didn't feel like it to you. That means we it probably didn't. had some yeah. good conversation. People will enjoy this. Yeah, uh, but I do thank you for your time, and, and I, I just thank you for the friendship through through the app. Still at this point, maybe one day we'll meet in the flesh and do a chest bump and a secret handshake. Yeah, I hope uh, that happens sooner than later. But you're you're a great person to interact with on IG. He's supportive of everybody. He'll give you your tips and just look at his work. Look at his behind the scenes. I mean, you swipe on people that are offering behind the scenes. It's one of the best tips I can give anybody out yeah. there is trying to figure out how to do some of the amazing shit that people like work more or less put out. All right. Anything you want to leave the fans with before I sign off? No, I mean, just, uh, I love the community. It's, it's so fun fun to be a part of it. And it's not, it's not about taking the pictures. It's not about posting the pictures. It really is about the relationships. Uh, right. And, and I know we, we all, all bitch stuff. about likes, but we're conditioned to. So I know it's not yeah. technically about the likes, but we're all human deep down. Oh, yeah. And, that that number does do something to our souls. Let's be absolutely. Honest. It does it to mine does. too. But the reason I keep coming back is because of the community and everybody. Oh yeah. So I mean, there are I, times that's... I would only post during Toy Pop, so I'd have to be in there looking. Now I post in the morning because I'm not in IG jail currently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll still find myself around 10, 11 at night hitting up the most current Toy Pops three tag and just yeah. looking at what people are doing. It's so it good. is it is a form of entertainment for me at this point, just looking at other toy photography. So Absolutely. All and right. An addiction. One more time, at work more or less. Don't forget his uh, compatriots in the C three P. That's uh, at yeah, Black Series C3P. and at Swift Picks. And you two start tagging Star Wars Time Show, you motherfuckers. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna get Jason on you. I'll get start getting him bothering or he's not gonna participate anymore. Yeah. I'll make sure they listen all the way through this episode so they hear that. Of course, because I, I know most people, that they're just tuning in for that timestamp when I say the top five's <laughs> going on. They're like, I'm not listening to that blowhard bitch and moan about the prequels <laughs> one more time. I just want to hear what he says about me. And that's love fine. It. I get it. I get it. I love it. As long as you're listening. And speaking of listening, it's that time to do the dance, right? We do it every time we close an episode of the Star Wars Time Show. But I do it for a reason, because in the end, we're not sitting here with our hands out asking you to join a Patreon or give us money for really being nobody. But what I am asking you is to help us game the internet, game algorithms, game search engines. And the best way to do that is on whatever platform you listen to the show. Give it a rating. Give it a review. Give it a like if it offers that. And while you're at it, comment if it allows you. Share it. All this stuff 
tells all these apps and engines and algorithms that, hey, people think this stuff is worthwhile, so we're going to start showing it to more people. And that's how we're going to grow. And in the end, it's how we're going to help the Star Wars fan artist community grow too. So get at it. Whatever platform you're on, rate, review, like, really important on iTunes because it's almost completely based on ratings. We only have 19. I know there's more than 19 of you assholes listening to the show. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, just pull it up on iTunes and like it and rate it. Trust me. It's as good as a reach around for me. (laughs) Do it. And if you need the details, you need the links, all you have to do, StarWarsTime.net. All the stuff's there. We also put out just content. I do a lot of video content covering comic books these days. They're fantastic. I'd like people to get into those videos. Let me know if you like what I'm doing or if it sucks and I can change it. But you can get all that stuff, StarWarsTime.net, plus all the subscription links to all the platforms, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Android. There are no more excuses. YouTube as well. All right? Remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, The Force will be with you, always. Always.